It's Michael Tidwell, Chris Kleeschult, and Michael B. Casey. Block time. It's block time, and this is Michael Tidwell. And this is Michael B. Casey. And this is Chris Kleeschult. And I think we're going to start out creating a multi-sig, a multi-sig Bitcoin address. Now, I've actually never created a multi-sig Bitcoin address with, you know, besides, I think, with myself, with like a computer or something as like a test, so... This is going to be interesting. We're actually going to do one for block time, and we're going to do it between the three of us. So, Chris, you're going to walk us through this, and I want to share my screen. So, if anyone at home is interested in what our private key is, uh, they can they can see the screen. So, if you're listening to the iTunes or well, SoundCloud, well, they only get one, so it's okay. Let's just get yours. It's fine. Yeah. So, so when I make this, Chris, are they going to be able to see my private key? No, not not unless you uh, you back it up. So, so be sure screen. to back it up live on screen while we're recording. Okay, so <laughs> so let me let me share let me share my. Uh, it even warns you to make sure people aren't looking over your shoulder. So do people? I mean, because I don't know how many people who watch our podcast of the like two or three people who watch our podcast. How many of you are not hardcore Bitcoiners that have been around and seen all this functionality before? But you're saying we might have three people. Maybe. Watching? So multisig is pretty much the oldest. You know. I would say smart contract that there is. I mean, if you don't count an actual Bitcoin transaction as a smart contract, then then multi-sig pay to script hash was developed specifically to enable multi-sig transactions. And so multi-sig is the simplest form of a smart contract. All right. Thanks for the explanation. How are we going to do it, Chris? Okay. Uh, Tidwell, you're going to download Copay. So you're going to go to copay.io. You're going to grab either... The Mac version or the Chrome. If you if you're into Chrome apps, you can grab grab that one. Yeah. So this is available like on all platforms, right? Like we got yep. uh, Apple, iOS, Android, yep. Linux, Chrome, Linux. Yeah, Chrome. Um, and yeah. So scroll. Get. I think it's. So what down. was it developed in? It was. It's an Angular two. Okay. Application. So get GoPay. Cool. Or Ionic 1, Angular 2. Cross I'm guessing I'm yeah. going to just download it here. Yeah, you can grab it. It's at the App Store. Yeah, you can get it there. I don't know how to do this. Yep, download that and open that up and let's create a new wallet. Dude, just use the Chrome extension. Just do that. I think we just have one subscriber now. <laughs> we're down, what, maybe what's, we're down the, what's the Chrome extension versus what we're doing here? Because you don't have to sign in the iTunes store. Just what the... Yep. Oh. There we go. Should have said so. Yeah. Add to Chrome. Yeah, Michael B. Casey. <laughs> yeah, Michael said, B. Casey. Dude, I don't know how Macs work. Dude, I don't know how <laughs> Macs work either. <clears throat> Boom. All right, copay extension. Ouvre that extension. Okay. Get in there. It looks like it launches quicker than Jack's. Jack's so do I just like, got, it, got it? Got it. Makes sense. Got it. Great Bitcoin wallet. Yeah, yeah it yeah, does yeah. make you go through stuff. I, I kind of like it because it forcefully makes you either acknowledge or yeah. teach you something. Yeah, like make sure you get this backed up. You want to get notifications? No, you do not. Dude, yeah, skip, the, skip, dude, skip. Yeah, skip, that, skip, notifications skip. are a pain. Skip, upper right. No one got time for that. <laughs> it's a triple check. It's like, dude, really? Are you sure? You really should back well, this up. Well, that's because people are like... 
Okay. I lost all my money because you didn't tell me. All right. So do you want to create a new wallet? So there's your personal wallet, but you want to create a new shared wallet. Yep. So new, create shared wallet. All right. So I create shared wallet. Yep. And I want to name this one. Block time. Well, well whatever. Capital well, B. Call block. it block time. Time. Donation. I don't know. Whatever. Funds. So every time, you know, when you donate, we'll start buying new swag and like banners. We might buy like a six foot banner that'd that be cool if we get some it. donations and hookers yeah. and blow um those are later we need a lot of donations mike 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 and chris no no no, no. And just mike. just your name just your name that's my name dude come on all right <laughs> all right all right so to- total co-payers is three required is two so you can't steal the funds yourself whoa, whoa, whoa. advanced options oh testnet no all right <laughs> okay. okay share the invitation with your co-payers okay so i'm gonna pull up my copay app all right so y'all scan. can just scan that off the tv right i turn the contrast affirmative <laughs> i wonder i bet oh. oh you know what they weren't able to see anything we're doing they're looking at the <laughs> they're looking at oh, they're looking at the other one well it wasn't a web browser Dang, so start the whole thing over well that's again. okay hold on because like we can't show them the qr code <laughs> oh that's just the invitation but still uh, really? uh yeah i mean i don't think we should broadcast the invitation code right no no we shouldn't. <laughs> all right well because then they'll join and then we can't join yeah <laughs> <laughs> all right we'll just go then okay this is this is like listening to people in a tent trying to figure out sleeping bag assignment <laughs> yeah it's pretty bad <laughs> everyone's making fun of the Michelob ultra that we bought uh um, that was me that's all, all on me yeah we're trying to lose weight uh Let's talk about... All right, so here's something interesting that's been going on. We've had a lot of talk about drive chains on our Bitcoin. I don't know if anyone's been looking at that. That was, granted, that was like earlier in the week. I, I thought that was really interesting. And Luke Dash, and almost, Luke Dash Jr. was almost making it seem like drive chains might be the shining, you know, night on the hill where everyone can get what they want. You know, people who want bigger blocks or can just use a, uh, essentially a drive chain. Granted, yeah, I, you're giving me that look, but uh, a lot of people were thinking, "Oh, yeah, this is a great idea." Thoughts, comments, questions. It really doesn't matter what Luke Dash Jr. thinks. We're getting bigger blocks, regardless, and and they're all going to be hard forks, which is a good thing, right? Because then the entire network gets to vote, not just the miners and the uh, developers. So, so here's my opinion. I, I, I'm for SegWit. I prefer to see a hard fork. Yeah, I had to update. So just let everybody know my wallet was probably pretty severely out of date. <laughs> That's why it didn't work. Okay. Make sure you update your wallet before you're doing a multi-sig, guys. All right. I'll put the QR code up for you. Right, but hopefully it works now. Otherwise, we're going to have to talk to Jason. You see it? Yeah, it just closed, right? Yeah, no, it just it closed the window, and I don't see the wallet here. It it did the first time, but it didn't name it anything unless unless it's test two. No, I think I made that one before. Anyway, I'll I'll have to figure that out with y'all later. Uh, but it, do you have a valid address yet? You already have two accounts. Um, no, we don't have an address because we have to get the third person joining. Okay, well. Let me use my other... F- now. then I have to sign in the iTunes. So. 
All right. You, you, make, me, you make me very upset, Mike. <laughs> you make me very upset. I wanted to do a live demo. Yeah, so did I. It didn't work out. We <sighs> might as well start. Can, the I, full, can I see your, sure. your copay? I want to see what uh, version you're on. See. I just updated. Why did we even start the podcast? We can talk about Luke Luke Jr. here, or we can talk about Drive. All right, King let's or let's let's move on. All right. Well, <laughs> we are the most technically savvy. That's why I can't Bitcoiners get the wall to work <laughs> in the Bitcoin space. All right. Anyways, um, so so yeah, um, yeah I, so so, so, my, so I, I I was asking thoughts, comments, yeah. questions about what uh was going on with Drive Chains being. My opinion on the matter is that we need uh, Segwit because we need transaction malleability effects to be able to scale in tier two. We need uh, clear scaling with a, a block size increase on tier one. And in addition, we need side chains and drive chains. We need all three of these ways to scale. I don't think any one way... Well, why would we limit ourselves? We shouldn't. I mean, so so... The biggest detraction people say about on-chain scaling is that, you know, you're going to get massive, massive bloat. It's going to go all the way to the top. If you have the other two layers, you're going to end up being okay. But Eric Lombroso said we aren't getting blocks. But, but, but. Is he oh, in yeah. Chat? Is he in the chat there? So, so I didn't see the whole thing, but uh, Eric Lombroso and uh, what's his name? Uh, Jimmy Song. They, you know, I listened about the first half hour of it. They were on uh, Mad Bitcoins yesterday or something. I don't know. I saw, I saw it on, on Reddit this morning. But uh, he was just going on and on and on about how Segwit2x is not going to happen. That's, I mean, I think that's really interesting. That's why I want Eric Lombroso and Chris Cletus on the same, uh, on the same uh, stream <laughs> to, to see what that's like. Uh, we have a question. What's drive chain? So... My my dumb definition of it is it's a type of sidechain that Paul Storch kind of invented. Yep. Um, so how it's going to be implemented is... That doesn't they, need a central company or authority to work. It kind of uses a decentralized Oracle system, I think, right? Yeah, more... Is how... Is how like, it use, doesn't use, uh, like... Like, Rootstock uses, like, Rootstock. Well, let's let's uh, let's not... Right? Let's, uh, let's sort of be high level, just so people can get their bearings on what this thing is, right? All it is is a is a chain that just bolts onto the side of the of the normal blockchain and is secured with the same security that Bitcoin has essentially, right? There's there's I mean obviously I'm I'm hand waving over a lot of details there, but conceptually, so, so is part of the definition of of a drive chain like a two way peg too. A two way peg, yeah, yes. Okay. So, so a two way peg. So essentially, and without getting into the weeds and, and confusing people, you can essentially send Bitcoin to this separate chain. And then it can be sort of like a derivative of the original chain. And at some point in the future, you can move your, your funds back to the original chain so, with, so, with no risk. So for people in the audience, when I said two-way two peg, um, that just means that there is a pegged uh, ratio of the coin, which is not Bitcoin on the second chain. It is another right. coin. Right. But there is a pegged ratio of Bitcoin to that other coin. So if it's one to one, if you lock up one Bitcoin on the main chain, on the side chain or the drive chain, you have uh, one free X coin or whatever it is. Uh, I don't right. know. It like if you've been to Jamaica, Jamaica pegs their their Jamaican dollar to the U.S. dollar. 
So if you go to Jamaica, you change your dollars at the airport for Jamaican dollars, it's always 10 to 1, mm-hmm. right? And so when you come back to the airport and you have leftover Jamaican dollars, you're guaranteed to change it back at the same rate. That's essentially Jamaican dollars, a side chain of the U.S. dollar. Yeah. What's that? Just uh, twist? twist off. Okay. Everybody, now the whole round of making fun of us is going to. Is we going we to didn't even get real beer. I know we got okay. twist offs. So next time we'll drink we'll drink hard liquor, we'll dude. No, whiskey. next time we're drinking Bud Light. No, whiskey. we're going we're going we're just going to keep going down a level. Okay, is that is that good? Jamaican. Uh, yeah. So chain? so yeah yeah yeah. So so you're making the point that um, you can have a pegged currency. This is the same thing as a pegged currency, only it's cryptographically secure. Um, so, and you know, I've been familiar with this concept for a long time before Paul came along as, as side chains, because there was a lot of talk. Um, Greg Maxwell introduced side chains elements alpha and actually put it out there, but they, and they made a side chain with a federated peg and a federated peg, as I understand, it's kind of a bullshit peg. Um, so yeah, so, so there's, there's a question, how is a drive chain? Oh, different from SegWit. I thought the question was, was side chains. No, but that's a really hard question to answer. Drive I mean, how is a car like a, different from a tomato? Well, it's, it's, it's like <laughs> well, I would say I would say Segwit and drive chains are really apples and oranges. The the I would say the comparison that I was making earlier was when you're doing drive chains uh, on that side chain, you can do whatever you want, so you could have a so, different kind of implementation potentially. So drive chains are reliant upon Segwit in order to work because of script versioning. Um, so I, I believe that's what Paul's waiting on is for the script versioning capability of SegWit to come into Bitcoin and then he can launch his drive well, chains. Well, he doesn't have to. He can actually implement drive chains without without uh, SegWit technically. We do have to, we do have to take care of uh, transaction malleability to make right. it easier for him. But he can use, a, a, he can use what's known as a no-op it's basically reused one of the codes that hasn't been used already in uh, the scripting language, and he can do it that way. But and that's what he but said. Still, that's I mean, what he, he would he, he would, would need do. to tri- fix transaction malleability, which which Segwit also does. Well, he doesn't have to, but it's well, everything's to, like a pain in the ass if you yeah, don't. Yeah, otherwise right? you got to wait like a thousand blocks or yeah. Some so ridiculous so what, what does he have? What's his what's his timeout period for the side chain? Uh, for wasn't drive it like chains? wasn't it like months i think it was like three months yeah if i remember correctly that that's that's the you know the yeah so you can have your funds locked up for months right and not really locked up you can actually trade with other people to get your funds out see that's one of the interesting things about these these side chains is because you'll have a peg mechanism to move in and out of the side chain or drive chain or whatever but you'll also see a market develop because it's a separate coin even though it has a fixed rate if you want it now if you want to pay a premium to transfer your coin back to Bitcoin now, you can go on a market and pay your premium and you'll have your Bitcoin. Right. So, I mean, it's going to be very interesting when these things come about. So, so uh, last week, uh, we had some commentary from the Coin Dojo about uh, against uh, Chris, Cletus. About? So, Cletus was too hard on the BIP process. Can you give any examples of it being hard to get BIPs in past Luke Jr., Luke Dash Jr.? He feels like you're just smearing Luke Dash Jr. And uh, Yan, uh, this this is just some guy named Yance. I don't know him too well, but uh, he's I know he's been there for a while. Uh, I don't know like if he's been in Bitcoin like since the beginning or just a year or like five years. I'm I'm not really sure, but uh, he he thinks you're just smearing Luke Dash Jr. Um, 
What any? I mean, uh, can you give them an example of? When? Yeah, my own bit. Okay, well, what what can you <laughs> what go was into? Your own bit? Yeah, can you go into uh, yeah, like my, why you think like specifics? I guess yeah. my bit is called adaptive block size. It's very popular. Uh, it goes against the company that he works for, uh, Blockstream. It's antithetical to what the the product that they're building. So uh, it, it basically was summarily ignored. And so so not, adaptive think, block size, which was a, a pretty popular a proposal, <laughs> very pretty popular. popular proposal, didn't even get assigned a BIP. Exactly. All right. Wow. Well, I, think, I didn't know that. There's I a lot of had a BIP. I, I think I that's as that's as simple as it gets. Yeah. Uh, as far as an example, but here here's another thing he said, which I also thought this is in me to me this is interesting. If BIP one forty eight starts to turn off nodes. So let's say they have like almost no node count, so it doesn't look likely that it's going to end up working. He thinks that Jihan Wu will pull out of wanting to do SegWit. Thoughts on that? Do you think that's? You mean the SegWit two X? Um, I would have to. I would have to sort of uh, give give some credence to that because I, I thought that was a very interesting theory. Yeah, my, it is my, very interesting. Myself, and, um, I, I, I personally don't think so, but I'm not in the mind of Jihan. I have no idea what he's so thinking. So Jihan says some pretty nutty shit. Well, yeah. Well, okay, there you so go. So like he'll say <laughs> he'll say no, I want I want there to be a separate chain. I want these UASF uh, fools to continue with what they're doing because um I I think he wants to toy with them like a like a cat toys with the mouse. And he actually says, I want there to be a separate chain. I want there to be UASF out there because so, I think that these people need, and he says it, he says it like, I want, I think these people need a, a place to go. I'm right? not going to, I'm not going to jump up and down and defend Jihan. Uh, cause you know, yeah, he, he's, he's invested a lot in Bitcoin. I don't, I don't but, think a lot of people would. Well, yeah, but like, <laughs> you know, Amp leads a thing, right? That thing actually yeah. happened. That's right. not cool. That shit is not cool. Um, and in you know other things too, like if you look at the circumstantial evidence for uh, um, the ASIC boost, you know it, it's it's considerable uh, that he was doing covert ASIC boost. There's well, circumstantial evidence. Well, let's I mean, keep on the topic of of actually uh, Jihan and with his respect to Segwit, and maybe he's playing an angle where you know he's trying to divert everyone away from UASF. And oh, he's definitely trying to divert everyone away from that. And then I mean, he'll he'll <laughs> he'll basically say, oh, "Okay, well, we've got nobody on UASF anymore, so or very few people." So it's almost and like we need the tone bases of the world in order to push this. Well, see, I don't, I don't, I don't and, know. And that we that's might the not case, even though. end up with two megabyte blocks, which is the crazy thing because Core doesn't want that. But it all everything seems to be pointing to we will get Segwit, but not necessarily yeah. anything else. Yeah, so, and he came <laughs> out and said directly, "There's something called a, a user activated hard fork," right? And that was kind of nutty in, a, in and of itself, right? Well, yeah, that is definitely none of the things that he said. I mean, it's like it's it's not you know UASF isn't really user activated either, but UA, right, UAHF right. definitely isn't. It's totally my. <laughs> <laughs> right, we should um, we should but definitely be telling people. Miners are users too, Mike. <laughs> I, I want to get you guys on board with this. Okay, so when when people misname things, like they say soft fork, and it doesn't mean what they people what they mean to say, right? Because what a soft fork really is is permissionless rollout. Yeah, I would okay, agree so with that. We we went over that in great detail at the last night's meetup. I, I right. really enjoyed. I, I, I would I say think. that's a great term for it because you're you're doing a, a permissionless rollout, just a non non upgrade required rollout exactly. of, of new functionality on the network. 
is, right. is what you're doing. So I think we should start giving these things the, the proper names for what they are, right? And so when Jihan says this is user activated, it's no more user activated than the other user activated software. I would say it's less even. I mean, it's, you know. it's, 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 you know, UASF, I don't consider it to be user activated, but, I don't either. but it, it still at least has some semblance. The, the, the other is not. It's like, <laughs> yeah. So I think we all appreciate the fact that Jihan is probably not being 100% honest about his business dealings well so so well i mean he's a profit-seeking miner i mean you can't expect people to act for the public good you just can't the, the whole system would fall to shit if it relied on people acting altruistically it doesn't people are incented to act greedily and that's the whole that's the whole beautiful thing that makes bitcoin work as a proof of work system is every actor is incented to work uh rationally for the good of the system uh, and, and, and that's the only reason why it works. It's not because people are nice. Which is why I think Jihan might be playing an angle here and he might be actually going after a divide and conquer strategy where he's trying to divide these Segwit parties up being the two parties being obviously Segwit 2X folks and the, uh, the UASF, you know, folks and, and dividing these people up and then we get neither and then he, you know, we get the we get the hard fork at some point. So, so I I don't know. I personally don't lend credence to the theory that Jihan is just trying to delay, 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 delay. I don't oh, really? I don't lend credence to that honestly because it doesn't seem rational to me. Right? I I could be wrong. Could be completely wrong. But I don't think Jihan's trying to delay a fork or a block size increase. I I think all the miners pretty much agreed with before the New York agreement, the Hong Kong agreement. They they both agreed to the same agreement twice. That SegWit should be activated, and then following that, right, two megabyte hard fork. Everybody agreed but to that. He, but the miners collectively doing things and Jihan is two can be two separate things, right? Well, yeah, yeah. He well, he signed up for it, you know. But I mean, it, it, the question is, are all of the miners acting the same way? I I just don't see it as rational, uh, right. long term. Right, but the the whole the whole uh, mempool issue is very suspicious. Uh, yeah, yeah, that is. I mean, see, yeah, because we did see. That's I still can't account that, for that. We're, we're, that's one of the topics, actually. Oh, okay, that was. I, I thought that was very interesting as well. Yeah. Um. I yeah, and you know, it's funny. My topics are in no way in any smart order, any logical order. It's literally I think about these things and I just put them on you know the next thing. So, um, well, this at least is you more take the effort to write them. This down. is this is chron So this is actually chronological. I guess that's the order. It, it, like throughout the week of events, it's chronological, but probably not logical. I probably could have reorganized and reorged my uh, Merkle uh, tree of topics, but you know, you know how it goes. <laughs> I don't have. I'm not, I'm not using an ASIC boost, so you know. Yeah, but are smart. you balanced tree? So, yes. Okay. So getting back to what we were talking about, because we kind of meandered a little bit. We were talking originally about the bit process, and then we ended up uh, on, on Segwit2x already. I thought we were talking about that later. Mm -hmm. uh, we we're going to do a deep dive on that in a little bit, aren't we? Well, the, the bit process, I would like to be more focused on on why I think it's... I don't... You know, I'm, I'm obviously a little bit... Uh, you know, miffed about my own experience with the bit process and I should leave my own feelings out of it. What I will say is that having a person, any person, it doesn't matter if it's some dude in Florida or whatever in charge of, you know, something it having a person in charge of it is not why we're here in Bitcoin. 
Well, that there, is the point a point of centralization. If you have one person answer. making decisions right. uh, about anything, that's a point of centralization. So. Exactly. So there's got to be a better way. You know, we we can. There's a technological answer to this, and it's not just having some dude in Florida handle it, right? So that's my issue with it. So next random topic. I so I, I've been looking at our Bitcoin, our BTC. And I've noticed a lot of people still complaining, like it, it's still like this topic hasn't died yet. And I know I'm kind of rehashing a very old topic, but I, I want to talk about it anyways because of my own experience. Uh, the censorship uh, on our Bitcoin people going on RBTC and complaining. I'm really starting to wonder how much of that is real and how much of that is fake. Um, the reason I ask is because um, I posted a link on our Bitcoin. Uh-huh. And about bigger blocks a while back during like the hype of like everyone was complaining about being banned. And I and like I'm seeing these people still talk about it. I never got censored or anything. I don't know if it's the way I asked it. Or, I think a lot or, of it does have to do with the way you ask it. But but every but the first comment of it is, "Oh, you're going to get banned for this one or something." <laughs> and you weren't banned. Yeah, and I wasn't banned, so I'm I'm really well, yeah. I, I'm really wondering how much of this is well, is it, real. if you want to see, because, I mean, the banning goes along with the censorship. If you want to see, look up a contentious topic and then go to unedit.com and, and look up that thread on unedit, right? Just, so just change the Reddit to unedit, UN. No kidding. And it'll and, tell and it'll, you the it'll raw. Show you, it'll show you all the deleted comments. No yeah. kidding. So, I mean, I've looked a lot and I've seen okay. a lot of shit get deleted. Okay. No, that's, the, that's good information to know. The, yeah. the thing that bothers me is when... You obviously get filtered because you're talking about something clearly related to Bitcoin, but they consider it an altcoin, which is which is like, funny because recently they, you know? they've been talking about Litecoin nonstop, and it exactly. literally is an altcoin. Exactly, it's like, <laughs> and <then laughs> there's you, no but, question about but then that. Then you start talking about you know something related to Segwit two X, and it gets it gets nuked because Segwit two X is an altcoin compared, you know. Because it's a hard fork. So, yeah. so they're saying a hard fork is not Bitcoin, yet Litecoin somehow is. It's, I, don't I, get I, it. I don't really even have a problem with the with the moderation because there are you just take your business elsewhere, right? But what I have a problem with is obviously Reddit is not doing a good job at like policing in their own. They don't police. They I know they don't. Up, they don't. It's not doing a good well, job. They just that's their policy. They, they unless they, they're no, doing they do. something illegal. They do. Like, they do police their own. They, they only they only police the subreddits if um if somebody's making money off of them if if like Thamos were were taking payola then you know he would be booted out but other than that they don't they're really hands off if you if you start a subreddit you are lord and master of that so domain the way they will start doing it is if we actually have a competitor come in and go listen we don't we don't do that and people start jumping ship like they did from with dig. Yeah. Right. So we're all well, on Dig, and then we're all on Reddit the next day. You know, they're gonna quickly go. Okay, <laughs> we're not doing that anymore. So yeah, you guys remember all that? I remember Dig V four. That was awful. How yeah. many digs do you have? Oh, ten thousand. Yeah. It, yeah. They so just remember, screwed up. I mean, Kevin Dig Rose. And Barry. Yeah. Kevin Rose just screwed up that whole. System. Yeah, he screwed the pooch on that one. And they couldn't. They couldn't downgrade. Was the problem? <laughs> so they couldn't so go back. If we have a new upstart that comes in and just starts. Eating their eating Reddit's lunch, it's gonna be like, oh, okay, we gotta bring this stuff in. Do you hope it's steam it and that all your steam Absolutely dollars not. go up in value? Yeah, I kind of how hope, many steam I dollars do you have? Um, did well. I kind of hope yours. No, I have. Something. 
No. All right. Real quick to answer his question. Sorry. Uh, when we covered Steam like six months ago or whenever it came out, I don't even remember. Maybe a year ago, for all I know. Um, I posted on Steam it. Hey guys, I'm gonna be showing this during my meetup. So you know, I'm just letting you know I'm learning about Steam and I'm and I'm gonna be showing this post during the meetup. It got upvoted like crazy, and I got a bunch of you know, I got like I don't know, three hundred bucks or something, right? And I don't know where that key is. <laughs> I, 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 so that that when Steam goes up in value, I'm like, fuck. Yeah, well, I just I just go back to my post. I'm like, up, I have dude. no idea how to log in. So hey, let's uh, <laughs> pull up poke, uh, coin market cap. I wonder what Steam's doing. I haven't seen it in forever. All right, and uh, Chris, what were you saying before I cut you off? Um, I kind of hope that uh, some of the competitors to Steam and Reddit kind of come into their own, like yours and that kind of thing. Yours. Yeah. I don't yeah. really know What's what yours that? is. Yours is Ryan X Charles's deal. Yeah, and he's Steam is to... number fifteen. And what do we got? What's our Ooh, wow. Are, are that. people Pop actually are people actually getting value out of there or are they you know, all the lock ins and stuff? Oh yeah, the lock ins. Real hard to tell. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy what it used to be. But uh Are people manipulating that so you can get stuff value out of there? Or how do you how do you I mean I read the I read the paper it was long and meandering but so is this podcast but <laughs> well it, yeah it, it's just you know i couldn't figure out like how do you cash out of you have to it's like steam to steam dollars to see i've, to, I've never been a big fan of steam but i'm you know i'm notoriously bad about picking winners in social media platforms i just don't it doesn't appeal to me personally yeah. so i don't know maybe it has merit but I don't know, i'm not a big fan so what is I'm sorry what is yours explain that yours is a social networking platform it, yeah it's, is it's, that it's blockchain a, it's based a reddit or? it's a yeah. reddit that's blockchain based effectively Do, is that on coin market cap uh, it not, yet, has no it? no it's an, I don't think it's a to, it's not a token it's actually like a a, a platform centralized platform that well you can use so now. why do they need a blockchain they don't there's no blockchain I thought oh it's, I thought you just like said it a, was sorry. I thought I thought you uses, just said it was. It used, at first, it was going to use Bitcoin, but then, of course, the fees drive, drove it to use. So, Litecoin. so it was going to be like you pay for instead of upvotes for free, you pay to promote content, basically, right? Yeah. Yeah. All right, that's fine. Uh, the only thing I don't like about that is it lends itself to like advertising, and then you know, instead of being like a curated site where people, you know, you only have to worry about sock puppets. Now you have to worry about some asshole pumping his, you know, thing. Yeah. The infomercial kind of. Thing. Yeah, exactly. And then, I don't know. I just don't see how that games to good content at being at the top. So, uh, good news, everybody. What? Um, you, you remember the Miami crowd when we went down there, oh, yeah. right, Mike? Fun guys. Do you remember Dante? Yeah, I remember Dante. Dante was pretty fun uh, to hang out with. I, all, you know, everyone. Dante said he listens to Block Time. Dante listens to Block Time. I, I feel, I feel honored. Was Dante the gentleman that uh, wrote, made the spirits and all that, like the uh, booze and stuff? I don't. I no, he, that was I Avi. Think, He's talking uh, about Avi. Okay. Okay. No. Um, anyway, so Dante, Sean, and Junseth are are doing Junseth's world. And if if you don't know what that is, it's like an X-rated. In my opinion, it's like a fun, funny, X-rated, you know, kind of so, so, so version of like Bitcoin news. Dante took Junseth on the BU split. Yeah. So, so <laughs> when when Bitcoin uncensored kind of split with Junseth and Chris, um, Junseth took the farts and Chris took the more serious version. Ah, yeah. And they're 
in my opinion, doing a good job covering all the ICOs. So, I mean, granted, a lot of farts, a lot of, you know, a lot of inappropriate humor, but it, it's it's fun to listen to. Um, it it, it reminds ICOs me of old, just nuts. It oh reminds me of God. like old Bitcoin Uncensored as far as like they're, you know, the way they're going about it. But why don't we agree now? Like you're going to get the farts when we when we split up. You're gonna get that section. Maybe. I'm gonna get the Chris Rose <laughs> section, and then Mike. Maybe we can. It'll be like me and my, you know. Dude, I'll just be. I'll just be on an island, man. You'll just be like. Just, uh, just be chill. You're gonna be the Amanda B. Johnson kind of deal, right? Sure. I don't even know what that means. I don't. You're gonna be very, very straight laced, like very like. Dash. It's all about dash. Matter of fact, I don't know. <laughs> so, very matter so, of fact. So so let's. So the next topic is uh, the meetup. Our meetup meet of last night. Oh, that's so, a fun one. I can't believe how many people actually showed up, and it was raining like uh, hard for, for as us, hell. For Atlanta, I mean, I, I mean, it must be a testament Tra- with how big this stuff's getting. Traffic, yeah, traffic's awful. Pouring rain. Pouring I rain. was imagining fifty people max would show. It was like what was it? Close to a hundred. I would, I would say a hundred plus, because there's a lot of people in the back that didn't have chairs. Yeah, that were standing. They have free beer. I mean that drives in like that's <laughs> no, like twenty five no. like solid. And we people. have free beer every time. We have free yeah. I was nobody say, comes. I know, all the meetups like, in Atlanta. That's have free like twenty five just showing up for that. You could just yell the n word for twenty minutes and they would show up for that. Well, so yeah. not just that, right? I went too far, didn't I? <laughs> Wait a minute. What? <laughs> so not not just that. Uh, there were four blockchain meetups in Atlanta last week. Oh, oh. Speaking <laughs> of which, one got canceled. Speaking but. of which. Monday, Bitcoin mining through Atlanta Bitcoin. Tuesday was some like it was you, nice you RSVP'd for it. Yeah, I saw he moved you. it. He moved it. He moved okay. it. And I guess it was like at one one in the afternoon. And I was like, who who does it on a weekday at one in the afternoon? People who are Bitcoin retired. I guess yeah. Um, there's another <laughs> oh, one on I was Tuesday. There. I was there. No, you weren't. Shut up. <laughs> yeah, uh, didn't the, happen. Uh, Jokes on you. When Wednesday. <laughs> Was Health 2.0 blockchains, and I have to tell you about this. Oh, that's on the list, isn't it? Yeah, uh, yeah. I'll just go through all the meetups of the week. So Wednesday we had Jack Shaw and uh, Krista. So if you don't know who Jack Shaw is, he we we interviewed him on Block Time. You can Jack see who Shaw. that is. Um, he's he's like head of this uh, executive blockchain council, and he's like a keynote speaker. Um, he he, he it, builds himself as a technology futurist. Yes. Uh, Chris, uh, the CEO of Patientory, they just raised seven point two million dollars with their uh, ICO. So here's here. So there's so so many funny points in this uh, meetup, man. Um, so first off, Jack is going like off the reservation with his like presentation on blockchain. He his presentation didn't need blockchain. It would have been like. Like it, it, his his interpretation of what the future is going to be is very interesting. So, uh, essentially, blockchain based transactions and health records that essentially help doctors or orthodontists remotely be able to adjust your teeth with your like remote well, like digital braces for that. Secure. I don't. I mean, I'm not saying you need blockchain for it, but th- his use case was just in like so futuristic, like insane. It was like, dude. Uh, you're taking like this kind of hyped, like futuristic kind of technology, and then you're having this crazy futuristic use case. And he's combined them and had like this monologue where he was like, uh, and then 
like he had characters and he would say like may ask dr gupta this and dr gupta said that and he had like this whole story and I guess that's like, you know, his approach of what his talk was about, but it, it was essentially, you know, I felt like it was a little yada, 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 smart contracts, yada, 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 blockchain, yada, 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 you know, you know yeah, what I'm saying? And, I know exactly and, um, what you're saying. And, you know, I think a lot of people liked it, but for, for me, it was, it was too much. Like I, I was taking notes and stuff. One thing he was talking about that I thought was very misleading that I know he knows, so I, I I know he wasn't trying to like be misleading. But to me, it was a little bit misleading. Was the fact he was talking about like a fifty one percent attack, or like how Bitcoin can be compromised, and the way he explained it was he would have to like hack everyone fifty one percent of the computers on the network and oh change God. their logs simultaneously. And I was and I wanted to like scream out, "No, you can hack ninety percent of them. It doesn't matter. You go off the." chain with the most work right right and, as long um, as there's one copy everybody long, else yeah, you, yeah. it's trustless you, you know what i'm saying and um are you sure he knows better on that one i i think I he does i think he just explained it weird yeah um because i asked q a at the end so okay chrissa goes up and she talks about patient tory and you know it oh god it was so uh I, the q a was the best uh, so so this one guy uh real smart guy named wayne you met him last night at my meetup or at our meetup, uh, briefly. Uh, uh, He's wearing a free BSC shirt, right? Yes, free BD, BSC. Oh, that guy, yeah, yeah, yeah. Asian guy. Yeah. Wayne asked. We Chris saw him at the Kafka meetup too. I yeah, think. Wayne asked Chris, uh, "Why would I use Patientory, this private Ethereum-based, uh, you know, solution, over a cloud, you know, a cloud solution, which you know, centralized and you can be more efficient?" Yada yada. I was like, "Wow, it's a, you know, really good question. Doesn't necessarily have a good answer." And, uh, you know, well, what was her answer? What'd she uh, say? It, it, I mean, you can't really answer that. The, the answer was essentially, well, you know, AWS is, is not secure and it's not distributed like a blockchain and, you know, permissions and stuff. You know, it, 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 you can't really answer that. And she, I think she did her best, but, uh, so, I, she didn't have, I mean, obviously none of those things are necessarily true, but. Uh, the, the, here's the funny part. She kept getting questions, right? She kept getting questions. So about your ICO, you know, and all this. And, and, and then she said, and then she was like, well, I want to make sure you know, we didn't do an ICO. We did a token sale. <laughs> yeah. And then, and then it, this was the funniest part. I was like, oh, okay. She doesn't want to use ICO because, you know, legal. The next person was like, a uh, question to Krissa. So again, congratulations on your ICO. Question: Should I buy? Like, <laughs> I was like oh I my god, it. so funny! And she was like, "Yeah, our token sale." And then she like didn't like correct them, but she said when she like repeated the to- question, she like said token sale. And then a third person said, "Uh, I like when she asked them uh, her a question, she said ICO." And then she finally, I think, just gave up and she was like, eh. So like, I guess we're nobody, an ICO now. Nobody's doing <laughs> yeah. nobody's doing ICOs in the U.S. right because the murky legal. Uh, well, they're all spinning up companies. Yeah, uh, abroad. Abroad. Right? Yeah, that's so. Because so the Securities sure. and Exchange Commission. All that means is when they go to Vegas, then that's when they get arrested. Yeah. yeah. Well, <laughs> who was the guy that ran the exchange who got arrested doing that? Uh, they ran the exchange. Charlie Shrimp. No, 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 no. no There's someone that you're talking about who who got arrested because he was doing fractional reserve on his exchange. 
I don't remember. And he got arrested in Vegas, yeah. I think. Right. And when they go, yeah, when they go to Vegas, that's when they get arrested. <laughs> All right. Anyways, so so I asked Jack Shaw. I was like, hey, you know, like explain this be, uh, and all this. And and Chris is like, I'll answer this one. I want to ask him about the 51%. And then she, and then she went to say, uh, it would take the power of the sun to compromise Bitcoin and do that uh, 51% wow, attack. That's a lot yeah, of power. And, 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 and I'm like, I'm like thinking, Chris, how much power do you think currently is in use? Do you think she? Do you she think two confused, sons? She got confused between are, brute forcing a private key that, and, uh, and, last, uh, uh, and doing um, a fifty-one percent attack, and, and, and that kind of curved the the ECD or whatever. Yeah, yeah, ECDSA, ECDSA curve the for like SEC a private KPK whatever. Oh no, what's it? No, what's the sec, curve's name sec again? P, sec P two fifty six K one. But essentially, but that. essentially, it would take the power of the sun. Potentially to to brute force all the bit flips and right to, and, to actually a private key. Well, you couldn't even you couldn't even count. You know, that's the way the meme goes: is you can't even count to two to the two fifty sixth. You know, using all of the energy in the sun if it's perfectly harnessed. You know, yeah. you can't even count that. And, and and I think that's what she was getting confused with. She does. Yeah, that's but, not fifty one. But before <laughs> before even getting to that, I got cut off. I was the only questionnaire that got cut off. Uh, and then some guy stood up for me he says because i was really talking about like blockchains not like the healthcare piece i was yeah. like hey let's actually talk about blockchains well, it was and, a healthcare meetup to be fair yeah it, i know but god i, I just want to make sure like people weren't getting blockchain well, that's, confused. that's why i didn't um, want to go because it's like oh it's no, a healthcare but, meetup. but essentially but essentially <laughs> i was like this so jack shaw you said there's seven thousand bitcoin nodes um and you know i just need to hack 51 percent of them wouldn't it be easier if i just spun up ten thousand nodes yeah uh to compromise the network instead of hacking those 51 and he's like well those computers are doing things and he explained the hashing process like juicing fruit so once you juice the fruit you can't go back that's how he explained uh hashing mm -hmm. which maybe is a good way to it's explain a, a one-way hash function i guess but that's how you explain a hash in general just, just not necessarily yeah, not, not how a bitcoin works finding a nonce finding the heaviest chain you'll know, uh, but but anyways I, th I thought that was interesting and then i said well okay are you saying that mining is necessary for blockchains because patientory isn't you isn't mining yeah so i asked that question and then shortly after that so so let's off. let's talk about the specifics of the patientory blockchain right i did you get any of them out of the whole meetup? No, because well, how, she, hold on. So they have a token. How how many tokens are there? How did they issue it? What's the, the issuance supply? I don't know, but people ask good questions. They're like, who are going to be running the nodes? The hospitals. hospitals. Yeah, I'm and assuming. um, I mean, you know, it's it's it, people well, ask mean, good it's, questions. It's a private blockchain, I guess, right? That's, it almost sounds like they could use something like Hyperledger. It would probably be a yeah, good use yeah. case for for Patientory. Yeah, it's a, it's a consortium blockchain is what they're building. But I mean, but why I, would you? Yeah. So so I think the reason they went token sale was to raise funds, of course, and to also have the idea of oh now we have providence of tokens. I, you know, I I'm not really 100 percent sure, but not to get too caught up on that. That was the meetup. So in a so let me just ask this because I'm curious because I didn't go and I may want to uh did did they film it at all? Do they have something Yeah, up? they had three people filming. Okay, so yeah. so it's probably up on YouTube. So I I don't know. Well, okay, yeah. cool. Yeah, hope, maybe maybe, maybe you can see the way I asked questions and let me know if I was being an ass. They probably cut you out. So, <laughs> <laughs> so let's see what else. Uh so that was Wednesday. Thursday we had our meetup. Uh, which was 
Like I Army like, like, like cool. we said, it was it was huge and so many questions, so many new faces and so many women asking questions. They weren't it just sitting really in the back. Incredible. They were coming out and they didn't have their quote unquote man of Bitcoin with them. They came well, yeah. alone. Yeah, that was that well, that's the way it usually is. It's always somebody's girlfriend yeah. who, who yeah. came along or with wife them. or whatever. Yeah, no, true. there were women. Or, who or, were or some twelve year old brings their yeah. mom. Exactly. Well, They're staring that off into space, but, right? But no, I'd like to point out that I'm encouraging. I'm a feminist. It's so. it's very encouraging. Yeah. You you want to be the guy. You want to be. You're, you're upset that you can't shoot the bazooka t-shirt gun. I am. They only give that to but the cheerleaders. I do like the fact that women were at the meetup and they were asking questions. Like yeah, they they were asking good questions. It's good to see them taking an interest. Um, and and some of them like the last lady who asked that the second to last one. Great that you question. Said, that was a great question. Yeah. It was yeah. really. I, she asked a, a fundamental like segue to X first UASF question. I kind of forget the specifics, but uh, well, yeah, I mean, and that's one. Of the things, oh, which one should we be worried about? Yeah, which, which one? one we... Which one should we be worried about in the event <laughs> of a four? Like, like, and she was asking, well, you know, which one is our coins going to be at risk versus a, you know, and it was an excellent question. It was, yeah, you know, which one can we lose money on? Is like, <laughs> well, yeah, a is. lot of people there. Um, I asked, like, who are Bitcoin blockchain newbies? Half the people in the audience at least raised their hand. Um, I don't know if people were being modest or whatever, but it seemed like a lot of those newbies also were investors, which so, was interesting. So I, I think a lot of this has to do with the recent last jump in price, you know, going up. Of to, course. You know, going course. up from, well, yeah, because it was hovering around like 1200 or whatever for a while and then just exploded to near 3000 for a bit. So I think I think it spurred a lot of interest. Um, but I mean, I've never seen, even, even in our huge meetups that we've publicized, this is probably the biggest one we've ever had, huh? Yeah, I think so. Far people count. Um, yeah, probably. And you know, we probably it's probably good that it stormed because we couldn't fit. Oh everyone God, who could you imagine? Yeah, could you imagine if more people showed up? Because like almost 160 people RSVP'd, so it's like we might have we, to we look at be able to fit. if yeah. if it keeps going like this. Yeah, it's it's by far the best meetup that is blockchain cryptocurrency related. Yeah, this, and we we area. had a good topic, which was Segwit 2x versus UASF. My only complaint was, um, I think. Like John went center, and I'm not 100 percent sure because I didn't know John too well. But I met him two days before at the mining Bitcoin meetup. I asked him, "Hey, are you pro? You know, UASF?" He said, "Yeah." I was like, "Great. Uh, we need someone to talk about that at my meetup. Would you want to?" He's like, "Sure." Um, obviously, you're going to be on Segwit 2x because you're a developer on the project, yeah. and uh, and and I and I I want to say he, he had a. He had, he had interesting points when he talks about the forks and stuff, especially. But I want to say he almost like everything he, he said, like, you, can't, you couldn't center. really disagree with. Yeah. Except like some like minutia kind of like details, which weren't necessarily important to argue about. I thought about. he did a decent job, though. I mean, it's just, but yeah, he wasn't hardcore. I like, I like how I like how he says blocks haven't been full the whole year, like Tidwell said, or something like that. Remember that? That was yeah. the only thing that I took exception to. <laughs> yeah, they've been they've been full for a while. They're no, but I like how he's like they've only full. been full. And then the median chart was very misleading. Yeah, that was very opinion. misleading. But uh, yeah, well, and then the third thing I pointed out too, I forget what it was, but you know, because it, it seemed like you know he he was I forget what it he just read like he was implying, and I asked him, and he said I didn't say that. I was like, yeah, but it's, <laughs> it looks like you're implying that. So, yeah. And by the way, John said he might uh, be interested. Interested in broadcasting with us? Yeah, I'd love uh, to have John on. I mean, every once in a while, I, he's oh, yeah. interested. Yeah, 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 yeah. So we might have. No, he's he's a very agreeable person. And yeah, he, I, I was I was thinking he was too agreeable almost there at the end, he, especially um, at the end. He was. I was especially. I was waiting for like y'all to have a 
almost be like, okay, we're just going to have to agree to disagree. This is my view well, of this. And will kind of explore that. And y'all didn't have any of that pretty much. So what, what got me is, was when, when it got to the point where, you know, he, he said that, you know, UASF is not about the users and it has nothing to do with the users. Yeah. I was like, that was like, when I was like, okay, well, this guy's not, not an advocate. Right. For, for yeah. Cause the that's USF not the narrative. That right? is not the narrative that you hear Eric Ambrose no. or Luke Jr. No. Oh sure. man. I was, I, I appreciated that. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I'm not going to disagree with him, honestly, but you know, uh, but you know, it's, it's nice to have a point counterpoint situation where somebody does take a definitive side, you know? Yeah, I always get annoyed when people it. say, "I, uh, you know, what the people want." It's like, no, you're speaking for yourself, man. Like, you're well, not the pe- again, we come back to the fact that we don't have any quantifiable data to tell yeah. us what the people actually fucking want. We're relying on Twitter polls right. here, so, which is so, stupid. So let me ask you a question that John brought up that was very interesting, and this is like an argument that a lot of people bring up, but John reminded me of it. Why the heck would miners want to increase block size if they're guaranteed more fees potentially because simple answer ethereum no no there's two there's two answers there's two answers one is competition right okay great but you know the other one is this right so if you are paid um so so if you can do a hundred transactions and you charge you know a hundred dollars for them each right but you can only do 100 transactions I, or you could do a million or 100 million transactions and then you get paid like 10 cents for those i, I understand which what one's you're a saying. better deal i understand what you're saying but there's no way to know that for sure it will happen that's all speculative what i can say is well, I what do you for, mean there's no way to guarantee that if if uh essentially we're, we're we're getting the product of amount of transactions and fees and you're saying the it will actually be even or more potentially with more transactions. No, no. What I'm saying is, if you establish a fee market with a tier two, then the fees basically end up having a cap for how high they can go on tier one. Versus the the less limited tier one is, you can always increase the number of transactions with a relatively small fee and still still move upward. Yeah, it's all volume. It's because you make it up in volume. Yeah. You know, it's like yeah, yeah it's, it's just <laughs> well, that's the deal. So, so like, you know, as a, I know, I know what you're saying. That makes sense. But there's no way to know that will happen for sure. Because what you don't do you know mean there's, there's no way it's supply and demand. It's, it's yeah, but you don't know what the future supply and demand is going to be. No, but here, no, but, but I'm saying is if it's limited, there's no opportunity to ever. Right. You know? no, there's no opportunity to know. What do you mean? I mean, I, well, maybe I'm confused. You're I, saying I think you maybe you're all right. So, yeah, maybe I wasn't listening. I was like dozing off. So <laughs> uh, you're, you're saying pretty much I increase the block size. Yeah. And miners on tier one potentially are going to get the same amount of fees or more. Right. So yeah. You, say you so, pay, so what I'm saying is that's not necessarily true. Say you pay a dollar well, for fees, right? And the, the wait, max say, block, say you pay, you're paying $1 for fees right now, right? Sure. Which is about right. Sure. And, and let's say we can tomorrow, have like 2,000 transactions in right, a block. Tomorrow we, tomorrow we double the block size, right? And, now and you, it's full. And, and now, people want to use pay, Bitcoin. And now you're going to pay 50 cents. But the miners are still going to get the we'll same. See, see, so, so the same transaction we'll see, that you make not, is so to cheaper. Me, so to me, that's not true with the 50 cents part. What do you mean? So Because so, because think about it. If blocks aren't full, then there's no fee market. Or there's okay, no forced well, fee market. Would you say blocks are full right now? Yeah. Okay. So let's say it, it the excess capacity gets used up for 2 megabyte 2. Yeah. Let's but, say it does. Hold on, hold on. Just stay with me here. <laughs> I agree with you if that right. assumption is true. Well, if it's not true, you, then why are we worried about raising the block size? Because it's not going to get full. I mean, that's, right. it doesn't Mike, make any sense. Mike, I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm saying you just don't know if that's going to be you. 
you don't know if that's going to well, happen. Well, it doesn't matter. And I'll tell you why. Because if we, because well, we're going to look at the mempool in a little bit, and there's some weird so, crap so, going hold on. So, hold on, hold on. So, so you're, you're trying to prove a negative here because you're saying, well, why would they want to when the fees are high when it's lower? And I'm saying well, no, it's because no, they could get more money, you know? Well, uh, yeah. Well, yeah, 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 yeah. Could they not get more money? Yes, but there's a plausible scenario where they could. So that's why they want to. Okay, but. The way I thought you were talking about, it, like you're saying, this would happen for sure. No, well, here's what and I'm now saying I'm just is saying you don't know. That's no, no, happen for it's sure. why yeah. they want to. I'm trying to explain the rationale for the miners sure. wanting to be able to increase the block size is because because people are only willing to pay so much per transaction. People are only willing. There's only so much you can pay per transaction before you say, "Fuck it, I'm not making any more transactions." We've experienced this. How many times have we said, "Oh, you know what? That that ten dollars I owe you. Let's just wait till I owe you a little more." Before I send you a transaction. Well, guess what? The miner's missing out on the fee for that transaction we didn't yep. make. Yep. But if it was broken up into two transactions and it was like 50 cents a piece, we'd be like, okay, fine. It's only 50 cents. Fuck it. Do it. So so I kind of disagree. So my opinion is the the reason, the more, like the bigger slice of the pie, why miners would, would want bigger uh, blocks is pure and simple. They want Bitcoin to be more valuable. They want to, they want to, well, that, they they, that's they see true they, too. they they bought all yeah but almost like the slice that you're talking about is small much smaller compared to the one like to me the main reason is they, they have all these you know shot two fifty six ASICs and they want Bitcoin to be more valuable I think you're right in the blocks. near term you're in the near term I think you're right in the long term but but not you so see much. if even if they're getting this the the a smaller amount of fees or whatever. Since Bitcoin doubles or triples in value, then they're actually getting more, you know, money in the fees. Well, yeah, yeah it's all, yeah. it's all, it's all what, it, yeah, what is their customers willing to pay, right? Yeah. And so what they do is they look out to the market and they say, fifty-eight percent of all UTXOs are unspendable. That's not good. That's a data point we can mark but, down. But right? when I'm when I was talking about the product earlier of like transactions per fees, I was pricing that in satoshis or bite you know bite even if satoshis, you price it in satoshis it i'm still saying holds true. i'm saying that they'll they'll have less of that with yeah. bigger blocks so, in my opinion but they'll have more value because of the exchange rate Shihan said as much if you put the entire fee structure on tier two those aren't his customers right. that are paying those fees for tier two he gets nothing from that see i don't, I don't know why uh what he's worried it, about well, a lot of people would be able to tap into tier two not just uh, mining pools. No, what no, no, worried, no, no. What, what I'm he's saying worried is about they don't pay is Bitcoin losing fees. customers to competition. Yeah. That's all he's worried about. Well, competition includes and so tier he's asking, two. he's like, should I mine Dash? This is Jihan saying, should I mine Dash? Did he actually say yes. that? Wait, wait, wait. When, <laughs> yes. When, when, when you're, when you're um, saying competition, you mean so, like under, what you're saying, tier two I would two say from all, all angles. Tier two. Yeah, yeah. Tier two and, and from other and alts. Tier two, like any competition is bad for business. Right, and yeah. even at the expense of taking less of a fee, because you're right and you're right. You're right in this. He doesn't know for sure if he's going to make more money if he if we increase the block size. He doesn't know that, right? But he also knows that he's well, remember he's it doesn't bleeding. it doesn't hurt him at all to increase the block size. The it's, only people it potentially hurts are 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 people running nodes. Right. Everybody else, it, it, the miners don't well, give a it, shit. It could hurt him it, depending well, on where. Well, but propagation, yeah. you know, propagation yeah. issues are the only thing. But of course, remember, he's, I, I, got, he's got the fastest. I want, he'll be I, fine. Yeah, he'll be fine. <laughs> he'll be speaking, fine. Speaking of speaking of the propagation and validation times, are there any hard numbers from data scientists or no. anybody who's actually who gives a crap about this? Well, stuff? I will like, say, I feel like there's I have been to do some it. study like, on so like weird. the Great Firewall and no, issues with. I, that okay so so, so someone's done because i i feel like it's very it would be very easy to figure out 
a potential max block size given like certain like i'm, I'm i guarantee you someone's done this where they're no, like they have. anywhere yeah. over this we start to get in like so yellow alex territory from, alex and from red territory is at this block size so this guy alex from bit theory has done a lot of that research already it's not exhaustive and it's it's definitely i don't think it's very scientific at this point but he he does go on at our our meetings about he's done these he's he's tested this block size and that block size and whatever and I don't know if he's published that that data, but we we need and you and I were talking about this. We need an exhaustive study that can be peer reviewed to say this is the actual theoretical maximum block size. Anything given. over anything over this, we start to lose well, our guarantees with, with our assumptions. Yeah, with our right. anything assumptions. over this, we start to lose guarantees right, of the network security. Or it's something. all it's all arbitrary numbers and voodoo, voodoo magic at this point you know one megabyte what does that mean does did somebody just like say oh scientifically it should be one megabyte no i mean and, and i'm sure two megabytes is going to be fine too now quadratic hashing starts to creep up too right that's less of it that's overblown uh, i, I want to but you know i mean when you get higher you know so that's the thing is right now if you list that as part yes. of the assumptions that is something that would prohibit the amount of well, which you could scale it's non it's a non-linear it's non-linear yes. yes however it's not as big of a deal as like you know well, it's not it's it's not a big deal at two megabytes it's not a big deal at six megabyte if you get to like 80 megabyte yeah it's it's gonna start to get up there you could get some blocks that are really hard to verify but you know what i mean but that's way fucking far from where we are right now you know i want to um i want i want to ask a question real quick to either one of you uh because some guy made a comment about what i said during the meetup on the live stream what did you say during the meetup one million bytes really equals 0.95 megabytes Oh yeah, the technical. Well, the way you the megabyte. way you labeled it was wrong, but you your your information is correct. Okay, so, so the word yeah. so the Medi so, I think it was like Mebi bytes. No, or so if like you say if you spell it lowercase m e g a b you know capital B Y T E S that is one, uh, one that is one zero two four. Oh, you know. So, so, so were we were we always saying equivalent? one yeah. megabyte as in like one million bytes? If you say MB, that means one million bytes. Ah, versus a you, megabyte. You know, you know, it's funny. I didn't, I didn't know that. Yeah. Until, so lo until, lowercase until MB is, is binary base two, right? Lowercase MB yeah, and uppercase no, you, MB. No, if you is... spell it out like MEGA bytes, ah, okay. that's that's actually like two to the uh, six to the or six. two to the or six. So no, yeah, so whatever the whatever the million is, yeah, yeah. whatever the million is, ten to the two to the twenty. You, yeah. you know why that's confusing? Because when you do when you list stuff in like human readable language, when you do a df command, doesn't it do you know a thousand twenty four? Yeah, when, I, when think it, it when it lists, yeah I think and it, it, and it, it does. And it, yeah. and it does stuff in like kb, gb, mb. Right. It, it doesn't do. <laughs> you know, like I, I, I had no idea that people actually like did this. Uh, yeah, there's a wiki page that like breaks it down. I don't <laughs> think it's should all computer scientists dude, this know is this. Just like a shitty problem. To I have. think it's it's just one of those <laughs> we call it bike shedding. I, I feel right? like I feel like this is like for the business people. Yeah. This is like the business people how to talk about this. I don't. Know. I think this is only matters if you're buying a hard drive and you want people to be accurate about what you're buying, right? Well, I think you that know the only thing I can think it matters as is, is, is if you're trying to do anything at scale. 
Like if you're trying to solve a problem and you're trying to, and you, you say, okay, well, this is a megabyte. Well, which megabyte? It's like, yeah. you know, then, then, you know, cause it makes a difference if you're doing yeah. like an ON squared or. <laughs> yeah. When, when you're calculating like how much stuff, how much memory or how much disk space. By the way, that was from Mike Monitor or. Oh, is that uh, Monero, Monero, Monero Monitor? Yeah. Oh, Mike, cool. Mike Croto. <laughs> I don't know his last name. I don't know how to say cool. his last name, but. Yeah, you know, I'm I'm fuzzy on the whole megabyte versus megabyte issue myself. Yeah. I don't really get, I don't really get. <laughs> need, it needs another fucking name. Why do we call it a megabyte? It should have a different name. You one, one. So the the same people who harp over that will say, well, then not acknowledge the fact that things have to be byte aligned and all that in memory. Yeah. And so let's say, oh, well, it's that's that's up, why everything's so ten twenty four versus a thousand. It's like it's because like why, you know they you actually, want it byte aligned. Well, you put a one megabyte. Uh, block in memory and you're not going to be using one megabyte of memory yeah right you're going to be byte aligned you're going to you're going to have padding on either side because you know memory is certain length you know and you can't you can't basically start the next thing of in memory right after the last one it has to be are you talking about like hard drive space no i'm talking or about memory, memory. DRAM. DRAM. DRAM, yeah. dram so but when it's on disk do they i mean it's taken up well, no, it's so they, no di- well, so it depends on what kind of right? disk, but generally disks have a thing called pages, and it's 4K t- typically, oh, yeah. right? So 4K page size. Oh, my God. Yeah, so I haven't thought about this you, in years. Yeah, so basically if you... So it's pretty granular. So yeah, so if yeah. you so if you bleed over to the next you know 4K block, it's like you use that whole I've block. Been, I haven't talked right? about pages since college. I know. It's been a very <laughs> long know, time. It takes you back, huh? <laughs> yeah. that's, that's fun. Um, I want to... Any any more comments? I want to I want to I want to open up the the link this link of how many Bitcoin the variant of that that got all of that news from the ransomware Petri or whatever yeah so like uh, six Bitcoin or something three point nine nine yeah that's funny because like it's funny let me you see it, it as three point nine nine let me and, let me and then, let me show it, it on the news the... and it said nine thousand dollars <laughs> and i was like holy shit three point nine nine is nine thousand dollars like, wow they got a lot it's of like... money <laughs> yeah so for the if you're watching the youtube uh part of the podcast you can see i have the the link up and this might be wrong i don't know i didn't really do deep research if this if there's multiple addresses i, I think that's correct based but, on other reports i've seen yeah but they only raised like 3.99 bitcoin i was like whoa i was I, like it got so much news i was expecting it to I was have surprised so much more. by this is even smaller than wanna cry and i was surprised how small wanna cry was because like it was like huge well they're it, saying in the news that they screwed themselves over with that whole uh, uh kill switch that they well, they the WannaCry had a, a kill switch, yeah. But this one, I don't. I think it just failed. All right, let's. Um, but but yeah, but they only made forty Bitcoin or so, and they're three addresses. So I want oh, this this chart okay. has been very interesting to me. Oh, the uh, mempool, yeah. Bitcoin is now usable again for medium sized transactions, like you know, hundred dollars less, or cool. you know, between like you know, twenty and a hundred dollars. Where, where it really wasn't feasible before. No actual increase in transaction space. Yeah, so what is your theory on this this mempool going way down? What's your theories on this? I mean, honestly, to me, just the fact that it was so high means somebody has to have been artificially pumping it. I can't think of right. any any other reason that could possibly be. Because why, why would a transaction volume just have dried up all well, of a sudden? Well, I have two suspects. Uh-huh. Jihan. Okay. Or the Russians. Why would the Russians? Well, because the they, Russians. They did everything. Right? Yeah. Oh, okay. I mean, the Russians do everything. Because communism? Is that that? No, it's like, <laughs> I mean, you know, you just, they're the, 
they're almost like the default like oh, suspects yeah. they're, of everything. They're, they're the boogeyman. So. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> well, he, they're the big bad. He was Al Qaeda, and now it's Russians. Yeah, Russians. yeah, yeah. The media has decided that Russia is uh, the new boogeyman. Exactly. What right. <laughs> about so Osama your, bin Laden? Your theory you is that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Wait, so robot, oh. robot Osama bin Laden yeah. is pumping the Ro- transaction. Robot bin Laden. <laughs> so your theory is that Jihan and his cadre of people are are doing it. I mean, I don't know. I mean, it, it seems to me because like even this would be a very expensive operation for anybody to do. If you're talking about bloating this at fee, the only people who could afford to do this would be the miners because they get the fees back. Right. Right. But even then, you know, so Jihan only controls what, 28 percent of the hash I think rate. I asked today and it's less. It's only like 17 or well, maybe, maybe you know, less than that. E- even then, like if they, why is this guy considered so scary? He's not even a majority because he's because he's a gangster. Oh, okay. Like he's baller. Well, because I mean? he, but, but he produces the... all the fucking mining equipment that Bitfury doesn't. <laughs> it's literally two games in town, and he's the only one who sells any. Bitfury keeps all theirs. That's why he, you know, he literally pumps out all the mining equipment right. that's supporting Bitcoin right now. I would like to say gangster is a term of endearment. <laughs> I didn't mean it like he's actually a gangster. No, he's pretty gangster. Like, like, like when we went to Dugan's, it was a pretty gangster place. You uh, like, you no like com- that place? No comment. No, I think you're absolutely correct. I think that I think that miners got together and they said, "All right, we're going to make a little insurance pool here." Yeah, you're you're seventeen percent, so you get to you get to pump in seventeen percent of the funds. You're at eight percent. You know what I mean? And I think that they're just you know they want. A certain thing. So to they happen. were putting mempool transactions in. If, yeah. if this if this was the case, then see, because it seems so weird, because uh, they they want to force a block size increase, you know, a capacity increase of some sort, and they don't want Segwit, not at least not Segwit alone. They want Segwit two x, right? So if that is the case, then they really, really, really fucking want to increase the block size. Yeah. Because they're not. I mean, here's the thing: is oh yeah, that's all great if the argument is they're getting more fees. But they are losing out on this deal. There is no way that they make money on this deal. You know what I mean? On the Segwit2x deal? Well, no, no. On, on pumping the transaction volume. Because if there's one miner that's not in on this, right? Yeah. Then he's going to get paid fees from all of the other miners. So literally, they're subsidizing their competition. Exactly. Anybody who's participating yeah. in this. If it is the miners that's, doing it, they're literally yeah. subsidizing I mean, their competition. And, and that's, that's, why, that's why you need to make sure that these Well, I mean, I'm not saying pools, it didn't happen. It may very well have. That's but, why you need to make sure these mining pools aren't paying them back like like they're well, not all colluding with this fee so, operation. So, no, that's what we're saying. Yeah, yeah that's what we're yeah, saying. No, I'm Here's saying, the like, thing. You need to make sure, like, that's, that's why it's good that they have different That's interests. very yeah, scary right. that this is present because when you talk in the context of a 51% attack and mining centralization, if this is true, then mining is over 51% centralized. Handily, yeah, yeah, and, and this is like know, the first kind of attack is fee is artificial fee inflation, right? And that's that's going to have to change. I, I mean, mean they're driving away that they're driving away their own customers, right? We, we have to wait on Roger Veer with his his mining pool to to take away some of that subsidy to. Uh, oh, if, if if Veer could be on, he probably would. I mean, if they're he, he if they're the doing goal, I mean, I don't think I don't think you he know, would if miners are doing this, then they're, they're they're doing it to their own detriment long term. Well, I mean, yeah. Potentially short term, too, if they can't get enough people on board with what they well, want to do. Well, see, so hold on, though. People on board doesn't matter at this point. Miners on board. Miners. Jesus. Right, exactly. I meant to say miners. <laughs> well, well, I mean, it's it's very important point because the only people who give a sh- the only people who matter right now toward this whole Segwit 2X thing are the miners, right? 
because the code's already written. Once the code's written, there's no need for developers. Mike, you, know, you, developers you, must, you, you must have not saw my, my slide. I'll tell you why. Your the constituency users, slide? The users matter. And I'll tell you why. They can take their money and, oh, and they can. essentially leave. And that is the ultimate right, no, and, that is and the ultimate like nuclear option that I, users can I, I do. I will they grant you leave. that. I will grant you that. So the users can leave at any point in time. And, and that would tank the price. But they need to do a hundred percent collusion attack against the miners. <laughs> well, see here's <laughs> We're all leaving to go to Dash or something. <laughs> like well, then you buy the dip. But <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, well, that, that would say that hash rate counts for nothing. And I don't believe that. I mean, the only reason that Bitcoin is as big as it is, is because it's it is, as we said in, in the meetup, it's orders of magnitude more secure by hash rate than any other competitor. It's ridiculous how much more Bitcoin has right now. Right. So and, and you know, even, that'll be true even if Ethereum overtakes Bitcoin insofar as 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 market cap, the hash rate of Bitcoin, it's still much more secure. Of course, it gets into the point of, you know, how, how much over secure does it matter? You know, once you get past, you know, a couple exahashes, does it does it matter if you get more well, to, you play, to play that game? You basically have to reduce the hash rate enough and until you see funds being stolen and then you right know, you well know. <laughs> no well that's true yeah but i mean you know when enough is enough yeah yeah uh yeah i mean so i gave a talk today at uh georgia state to the korean uh visiting students of from seoul and uh a lot, a lot of them were interested as you know as we know we've been looking at the exchanges the korean i think it's called korean won uh has really been you know at one point, it was like been four thousand dollars of Bitcoin. It was like it was like way over. Oh, Remember yeah, when they, yeah. We thought they couldn't the do Korean arbitrage exchanges. or whatever. Um, but anyways, a, a bunch of you know young students came in and they were asking a lot of questions. And I, I I talked about mining and pretty much it it really is to the detriment because they spent so much money in the mining equipment and they have so much invest in the mining equipment. They don't want this to fail just because of literally the hardware investment. I talked about that. Uh, to kind of drive a point that even if you have more than 51% of the miners, yeah, they can do stuff, but they ultimately don't want to crash the market because yeah, right. they have That's so much true. invested in the hardware. Yeah, if they did even one double spend, it would be just... It would they be they have so much money invested provable, in the hardware. If it was provable, that would be... I'd be out. And, and, <laughs> you know, it's like, and, and it would be easily provable. And, yeah. And I have estimated about one, almost $1 billion from my from my random, you know, farty math almost like one billion dollars put into just s9 miners like yeah. you know so you, you don't want to lose a billion dollars worth of hardware right. that can only do shot two right right so, exactly you know. i mean it's 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 they want it they want it to, you're right i mean they want it to increase in value that's the only reason they're investing is they they think bitcoin will increase in value they they wouldn't actively do anything they think is going to cause a decrease in price unless their their plan is to just manipulate the market so they could buy in cheaper which I wouldn't put it past them. I mean, that's yeah. rational behavior for anybody who has a lever to pull. So this this mempool sudden drop off. It is suspicious. However, the game theory just doesn't work out cleanly. Not cleanly. I mean, I I could see them trying to force the issue, but you know the the core side has always believed that when the mempool gets X high, people will just adopt Segwit because they'll have to because they don't have another choice. Right. Uh, and that hasn't happened. That hasn't happened because the miners blocked it. And, you know, I'm a user. I am i don't mind. I've never mined anything. I've never mined any old. Loser. I know. Do you guys love the fact that all these seg pro-segwit people are just like, well, segwit's a, it's an immediate 
you know, block size increase. Effectively. Yeah. It's well, like, they don't no. understand how it works no. actually. No. <laughs> you know, it's, it's not an immediate. And if you do understand how it works and you're just plain lying, block size, it's not block increase. size increase. Yeah. It, it's not. Well, would you, I mean, and that's because like the second phase of Segwit is more of a block size increase versus right now everything's on the Coinbase. Is that what you're saying? No, or are you, you talking about something else? No, you, no, you, you have you to upgrade all the wallets. Yeah. And then, then it only increases X amount if you use complex signatures like with multi-sig. So like it, to get the full scaling effect, everybody on a block has so, to use a multi-sig signature. Well, no, you, you, so, have to <laughs> use, you have to use the native Segwit transactions, right? You can't wrap it in a pay-to-witness script hash or you can't wrap it in a pay-to- Witness pubkey hash or anything like that. So excuse. So the first transaction you get nothing out of. No. Yeah. So, so you you need you need pure Segwit transactions. So excuse my ignorance, but didn't we say like originally the first step of Segwit was to not segregate stuff outside the? Oh, you know no. what it is. The yeah, the, the where, one million byte cap doesn't include the Coinbase. Wasn't that? What no. It the, is? What, what happens is drone. the signatures get appended to the to the block at the. You know, right, so, so they're still on the block. They're still on the block, but so, they're so the it last doesn't, part of the block because it does add the space. Yeah, but it doesn't. It doesn't. It's not within the one million byte. It's just limit, not segregated. That, it, so, well, it's, it's uh, not officially out of the structure. It's it's yeah, still it's in still, the structure. That's, that's not what I'm worried about. I'm worrying. Does it? Does it? No. Is it, is it counting against that one million? No, it byte? does not. That's that's all. I was asking. No, it does not. Okay, yeah. It still does not then, even then, in version and zero. Then, and then step two was moving it completely out of that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Just making sure. Well, yeah, but it, it, it's it's not that. It's because uh, uh, people have to start using SegWit transactions, and not every wallet's upgraded to use instantly without the gate SegWit transactions. And, They're ready for SegWit. They can handle it. And uh, are you going to be the first ones to use SegWit? <laughs> the first one is a very brave person. Well, I mean, it, to use SegWit. I'll, I'll use it. I'll be the first one. Luke Jr. is going to be the first one. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> that's not obvious. Um, you know? Yeah. So apparently our live stream cut out for a little bit. Someone had a question that we're, we're probably talking about something interesting. Uh, I'll just read it. Uh, stream stopped during the beginning section with Mike saying something about Jihan's divide and conquer strategy. Do you guys see a potential hard fork and two Bitcoins happening after SegWit is in? Yes, there's definitely a potential hard fork. That's what SegWit2x is. It is a hard fork. Uh, and that's agreed to currently, at least signaled, by 80% of the miners. So... I think there's definitely going to be a hard fork. <laughs> um, I don't know, actually. So, so it, it, so let's actually let me ask you because in the code, um, is the hard fork locked once Segwit two X activates? So the hard fork is going to happen, or does yes. it have another activation state? So, no, so it's once Segwit two X happens, it is locked for anybody running Segwit two X. So we, you know, once that occurs, we will see a hard fork. Yeah. If Seg, basically, if Segwit comes to pass before August first. We will see a hard fork. If not, we will see a coin flip, coin split, and then a hard fork. Yeah. So, so right. So yes, in all scenarios, we see a hard fork. So yeah. here's something interesting. I I went back to Coin Dance, and I'll show the eighty five point eight. Not we're bad. At. So right now, here's the current stats on Bit one forty one. Um. That's just pure segwit. It's not. Yeah. Even, that's not even activating early. And, and let me ask you: Is Bit one forty eight not on here because? Why? Um, it, it's not. It's not a. It's not being signaled, or it's not being signaled by miners. Yeah, <laughs> it's like there are no it's being miners signaled signal. by users. It's, yeah, it's, it's yeah. a permission. Well, it's not it's a Or yeah, I, I, oh, wait. How how is it being? Sig you can't signal for it. It, it just no, happens on August first. It's, it's a permissionless rollout by yeah. the developers. It, no, it just happens. Yeah, like you said. Okay, all right. 
Um, yeah, it's if you go to the nodes, this is the blocks, so you'd have to go to the nodes. Okay, yeah, yeah good it point. It would be under there. Yeah, good point. Yeah, we should be able to see it here somewhere. Yeah. I don't see it. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're not... I don't think they're... They said there's a thousand of them. I don't know where they look, but they yeah. said there's a thousand now. A thousand what? Nodes for UASF. Oh, they don't, I mean, they don't it, count for shit. What, I know. I well, mean, I mean, what, it's one, one guy could be 500 <laughs> of them, so it, there's no way of knowing. All right, well, anyways um it's uh got a lot of apps don't judge so there's a thousand bitcoin unlimited nodes 914 <laughs> so so they got that going i want to <laughs> i want to talk about i want to talk about some ransomware that didn't get nearly the coverage of the small the small time uh, which was this, which in my opinion, so I, I subscribe to Hacker News, not like the Y Common Air crap, but the, the hackernews.com. And they always have like interesting stuff that they throw out. I recommend it. But essentially, they're saying that the South Korean web hosting company agreed to pay $1 million in Bitcoin. And this got like no coverage compared to like the variant of That's like fucked. Petre. What did they pay a million dollars for? Because they, they were running an ancient version of Apache and PHP. Oh they're probably running God. Apache one. <laughs> no, they were running like Apache two with like oh, a PHP version five point two. Oh. So let me 5. ask. 1? Let me just yeah, ask the question. Like, yeah, how so much would it have cost them like to do 11. adequate backup? <laughs> they're at version like eleven now, right, or something? No, or uh, PHP is on seven. Really? I thought it was on yeah. PHP. I thought it was like version. Seriously 10, though. though, how expensive would it be to do adequate backup to where this would be a non-issue, trivial cut? You'd be down for a day, maybe certainly a less hours. than a million dollars. Yeah, a little less than a million dollars. <laughs> man, oh man. Maybe they rely on their customers and do the backup. See, this is funny. This is how this works, though. I mean, because you don't build up immunities until you get sick, <laughs> and then people get sick, and then all of a sudden, immunities happen. Yeah. Yeah. But we're we're know. in the I, I just, we're in the sterile stage. Well, I, I just thought that was interesting that they they got almost like no coverage. I think it was because it affected one company versus a bunch of people potentially. But I don't, I'm that's not sure. still you know a um, million dollars in Bitcoin is significant just as a payout for ransomware. That's because yeah. you're talking about how much would we say by contrast the latest one nine thousand dollars versus yeah. a million. That's ridiculous. I think there's a lot of separate wallets that. Because there's a lot of that ransom. There's a lot of that WannaCry, the variants and stuff that people are actually paying. In fact, I wanted to mention that the the FBI is now recommending that people just pay. Really? Yep. No wow, that's, way. That's a nope, change they are. in stance. No, 100%. What? Yeah, they're saying, well, and under certain circumstances. I can't say that you know it's all 100% like that. They'll say, well, what's, what's the circumstance? You have no backup. They're asking for 300 bucks. Just go ahead and pay. So. Yep. Wow, that is it. that is interesting. That is that public information. That's that's what I learned on one of my because I listened to a lot of Infosec podcasts. Sure, there's one that's I think it's uh, it's not security now, but it's, uh, back your shit up, people. It's uh, yeah, they were saying yeah, the FBI is just saying go ahead and pay. You don't even uh, have to back up is... all of your shit. Just back up the important shit. Yeah. Yeah. It's um, the Cyberware podca- podcast. It's a daily podcast. So you're saying just go ahead and pay them. So I want to I want to read you our first compliment, like official, like we actually got a compliment. We got like a we got like Shit. a badass compliment. I don't know if this guy wants to be like you know 
revealed who he well, is. Just but say I'll just, what I'll he just, said. Yeah. He needs to be on the show. Hey, I love your guys' <laughs> podcast. I think it's the best podcast in the space by a mile at the moment. I love that you go deep on the technical stuff. I hope you guys keep it up and feel free to let the other two know that they are that there are people that really enjoy your content. Oh, that's awesome. That's I, awesome I to was hear. Like, uh, I was, I was, I was so just, just that. to yeah. reiterate, I've said this before. Uh, basically, this is this would be what we discuss if there was no camera here. It would just basically be us talking about what's going on. So, so I mean, I don't know about the other two, but I do this for me because this is fun. I enjoy talking about these things. Yeah, I do this for the tips. Yeah, we just haven't. How's that working out for we, you? We haven't made a public address yet, so it's uh, true. If I said I do it for the lulls, is that just like just over the top? No, nah. I, I no, to, I like to do it. Like you have to make the you have to make the oh, weird no, troll don't, face. Don't make that face, dude. Don't, yeah. don't do it. I'm not gonna do it. <laughs> but I do appreciate it. I no, thank you very much. Get, those are those are kind words. I want to um, get into. I want to deliver more value to people. Right. Oh, I also have this on the list. Uh, after party meetup, and this just kind of came to me. We had like what seven or eight tables, or yeah, it was a people. A lot of people ended <laughs> like, up coming. Like, it's usually not that probably much. like thirty some or like people just kept coming in. <laughs> well, that was because like it was funny because they they stayed over there and stood out in the hallway and talked for like like thirty minutes after the after yeah. the meetup before they came to the after party. I had uh, a lot of people asking me questions. I never had people asking me questions. <laughs> yeah, sorry, sorry. Is <laughs> that put good this or up. bad? People were actually like, I actually felt like I was an important person. <laughs> <laughs> Don't let it get to your head. Was, yeah. Get back in like, your oh closet. I was like, you actually want to hear what I have to say? <laughs> Usually I have to corner somebody and just ear beat them for 30 yeah. minutes. And, and, and um, before we jump into the uh, the code dive uh, of Segwit2x, I wanted to also talk about, I had uh, some interesting Ethereum conversations. And essentially, you know, I don't... I, I've almost come to this conclusion about Ethereum uh, for the time being that if Ethereum really like takes off and and does well, it's not going to be because of blockchain. It's going to be because it's going to be because of network effect, and it's going to be because of the interoperability and the network effect of the system, not so much the the blockchain. Well, piece it, of it, in my it is it is all about network effect. Uh, I will say that. Which but let's let's just say this though for for the record, like because you're less bullish in general on Ethereum than I. Both both of you. I am very. Right? All right. So right. what's your what's bullish your, on the price or the technology? Okay, hold on. That's let's let's question. let's do a roundtable real quick. Just uh, Ethereum. What is your stance on Ethereum technology and and your bullish on or level of bullishness? Uh, man, the the price part is really hard because. Irrational exuberance is everywhere. Right. Well, for, first talk about the technology. All right. Technology, um, I want it to work. I, I think a decentralized internet idea is needed, and I like that idea. Um, I'm still looking for a good use case besides the one that we potentially came up with or I came up with the other day about ransomware that maybe someone already came up with. But right. um, I'm looking for like the killer use case where I'm like, Yes, Ethereum, or yes, smart contracts. It doesn't necessarily have to be Ethereum, but I, I think really when we ask about Ethereum, we're really just talking about smart contracts on blockchains. And it's, I'm really looking for that killer use case, and I want someone to drive it home where I'm just like, I'm just like, I sit back in awe, like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. Like, I want, I want that. Mm-hmm. I really do. I want that. And uh, until I see that, I'm not super, super bullish on. So Ethereum. my my opinion is if if there is anything other than currency that is that killer use case because currency obviously i would say belongs to bitcoin at the present but if, if, if it is anything other than that when a killer app comes out it'll probably be on ethereum 
All right, on so, Ethereum platform. But in, okay. in, in the pure roundtables uh, format here, I think that you're absolutely right. I want, I'm waiting for that killer use case. I've been waiting for years now, it seems like. I've been waiting my whole life here. Um, like for Augur, especially, you know, things like that. But I, there is, I've said some really negative things about Ethereum, and I have to take back, and I have to eat a little bit of crow. There is a killer use case for Ethereum. I'm not being snarky or, or facetious when I say this. Ethereum is awesome at online games of chance, right? Especially like uh, blackjack. Um, there is a, there there is a working blackjack version of a smart contract and solidity that works perfectly, and it's great. So online games of chance for for Ethereum work fantastic. How much better is that than say a Satoshi dice? I mean, not, not even better at all. I, 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 uh, no, no, but how much better is that? Well, yeah, yeah. Than, so I mean, than, uh, than the games I've played with uh, Bitcoin a, gambling, which was like I, uh, Bitcoin Kong or whatever, where yeah. where you send money. Well, yeah, you do that's what I'm asking. Is what, what would differentiate Ethereum in that regard? Well, it's a it's a matter of subjectivity. Do you like playing dice games or do you like playing blackjack? Right. Okay. So you that would be it. you can't do a blackjack game based on the randomness of Bitcoin. I mean, I would think you'd be um, able to make one that could randomly distribute. Maybe. You know what I mean? Well, no, it'd be a little harder. Not, not not even that. Not even that. Bitcoin, they they prove that before you do the gambling, they prove that. Somehow I, I forget how it works, but they proved that this was this was preset random, and so whatever you click on was going to be you know already preset. Like they, you know and they they they, they, they provably try. That's they, on Bitcoin. Yeah, ah. uh, but they by now they might be accepting gamble. Litecoin. Oh no, gamble. I did it because Chris Drew was like, check out this website. I was like, all right, um, but uh, oh honestly, honestly, what I'm trying to say is the killer use case I'm looking for can only be done on blockchain. Not like well, you know what I, mean? I, I, w- I would say arguably yeah, yeah, with a smart contract like Ethereum based so, smart contract. So provably fair gambling, I would say, can only be done on blockchain. Provably right, fair provably, gambling, yeah. yeah. But I'm saying, yeah, yeah what, but what does it promise? need a smart contract? No, I mean, okay. well, yeah, no, yeah, yeah. So Ethereum, no, uh, oh. Ethereum's uh, promise to us, you guys probably remember this, is that we wanted a decentral. First, we wanted a decentralized exchange, not been produced, right? People been working on that forever. We also want you can't a decentralized, do a decentralized exchange with we, fiat. You can't do no, it. No, no, I'm saying <laughs> like, <laughs> we want a decentralized exchange. Well, I'm not talking about fiat necessarily. And yeah. we also want a uh, decentralized uh, prediction market, which we do not have yet. So those two I, things. How come Augur's not So that? BitSquare. Because Augur's a piece of crap. <laughs> BitSquare claims, well, you know, Hivemind. When it, if we get drive yeah. chains working, right. Hivemind, I'm looking forward to that. I hope, hopefully, it's Wait, everything Why, why Augur did Augur promised. fall short of being a prediction market? I thought it was a working I think prediction it, I market. I think it's mainly the human element. There's been so many shakeups and so many, like. Oh, you know, really? I haven't been following and, that at all. Yeah, just. Well, that's you know, see. That's the thing is obviously you know it hasn't been that successful because, because otherwise we would have this awesome future <laughs> predicting market that just determines everything all the time, and we would have known ahead, you know everything. You know, yeah, I'm waiting. Know. You know, if 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 you build on this big house of cards that is Ethereum, I mean, you could have a really good idea, but it could fall flat because you know the underlying technology just isn't there, right? And it's not the it's not the i. It's not the fault of the ICO or the fault of the technology per se. Like this, what's the Gnosis one? Mm. I mean, I, I'm, I'm not. I'm, I'm not fully up on all the ICOs. I, just, I have, you know, I can't keep up anymore. I'm a There's fan too of the many. idea, but I, I don't of, think it's going to work. Speaking of Gnosis, I think so. When I was talking to the Ethereum guys that came afterwards, uh, fun guys to talk to, by the way. 
Uh, I think they said that was like a cool, a real cool idea. Or EOS was also a cool yeah, idea and they or, they're not embittered like you and I are. We've been around in the Ethereum game for well, quite some well, time, the, and we are we know like these things. They, they also don't said, well, like one of the guys also said, like, hey, this one country is doing like land rights on the blockchain. I was like, dude, I'm almost to the point where I don't believe it until I have proof. Yeah, uh, do dude, dude land rights on the blockchain? That's that's, that's just factum. Yeah, factum's been yeah, yeah but, but that's they, like a they've lied so many. times. It's a minefield. Stuff like that is a About, fuck, you know it yeah. can it be done yes is it going to take like 10 years to get it right yes it is. Yeah. So, so i want to i want to give a shout out to the guy i was talking to a lot last night hunter uh prendergast prendergast yeah. prendergast uh he actually so he has i didn't see i'm really upset because I, I i lost his card but he he's running like some kind of company where he's doing like ethereum consulting or whatever and he was uh interested and in, you know he's really interested in in explaining ethereum and going over these use cases i'm I'm ready to learn but i'm still very skeptical well actually it'd be good to have him on yeah uh, well i was was saying and he's also interested in sponsoring our meetup so i I thought that was cool too uh i was just giving him a shout out and he had like a massive headache last night he was still uh still came out he was still like debating with me on the ethereum stuff which isn't easy so oh yeah yeah uh well, I, well, let, okay. So, so I, I would say I'm generally brighter on Ethereum. Uh, I'm generally more bullish on it long term too than than either of you. I, I think that there will be use cases that emerge. Um, and that other than online be, games of chance, other than online, other games than of getting around the SEC and raising funds and well, and see, those are two very good use cases in and of themselves. I mean. So yeah, because uh, I think that's a killer use case for Ethereum. Well, that's right now. well, that's uh, what, that's take what most ICO of the, ra- raising well, money. Well, yeah. that's their version of the Silk Road. What? <laughs> it's their version. It's of the their Silk version Road. of, of it, well, the Silk Road gets around the laws of existing, oh, and yeah. they get around the SEC laws. Uh, and, you know, so so it's it's there Ethereum's is no Silk other Road. way to do that besides blockchain. Yeah, <laughs> but I don't sit back and all so like the, uh, oh ICOs. So yeah, <laughs> do you know anything about Silk Road either? So the only thing they have to remember is don't go to Vegas, <laughs> right? <laughs> Well, <laughs> don't go to Vegas. You know, it's so yeah, funny. No. Like they're they're just waiting to swat you in Vegas. Exactly. As long as you don't go to Vegas, you'll never get right. captured. You know? Right. And I'm not even talking about gambling necessarily. Maybe they want to see a show. <laughs> they just show up at the airport and they just get cuffed. But I, 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 you know, I'm I'm not I'm not as down on Ethereum, and I I I see things with the EEF. I, I honestly do. I, I see um, what I see is the ability to have a consortium blockchain. You know, which is like your private bullshit blockchain because it's not, you know, which, which here's what, what I would equate it to is, is you hear, uh, Andreas said this a lot, uh, private, private blockchains, not private blockchains because a true private blockchain is a database and it's stupid, but like a consortium blockchain between multiple parties that is permissioned, a permission ledger. Um, if you have one of those, it is equivalent to an intranet. So it's not not an internet, like, uh, like a public blockchain, like an Ethereum or a Bitcoin is, is the internet. Um, but with Ethereum, you can have consortium blockchains where people talk to each other in permission environment where they can keep everything totally to themselves, to the consortium. But at the same time, you can have it be an output on the same platform with the same solidity code that goes on to the actual Ethereum blockchain. So you can have multiple consortium blockchains acting as oracles for one another. And I think that's pretty powerful. Because you can have, you know, one cohesive environment that's both private and public, depending on what you're doing at the time. And and I see a lot of potential in that versus, you know, the the mm-hmm. static dumb networks that we have right now where, you know, you just throw something over the wall, you huck it over the wall. Because you could actually have a smart contract 
on the public Ethereum blockchain that spans between two uh, consortium Ethereum blockchains and one affects the other. Yep. And, and that's cool it to is me. Com- that, that's cool. That's if, cool. If they can keep the Ethereum blockchain afloat. Well, yeah. I mean, well, they, they got a lot of challenges ahead of me. Don't don't get me wrong. I'm not like, yeah, Ethereum's going to take over the world because I'm, I'm sorry. I, every time I look at Casper, it scares the shit out of me. <laughs> It's like it seems like I don't giant, know how they're gonna pull that off. It's it's half Daniel Larimer and it's half you know that monstrosity that is Steam. It's just over engineered, and it's just a lot of hand waving. And it's just like well, we haven't tested this, but we think it's gonna work, kind of thing. Well, you know, if they pull it off, it's it's gonna be great. If you know they actually deliver on everything they're promising. Of course, you know, I was I was concerned with like you know the crowd sale that it was even gonna be a thing. Because you know what I mean? It very well could have ended up as vaporware. So, so I argued, so I was able to listen while I was using the bathroom. So I left <laughs> the door open. But uh, I, I, I disagree. I think I think the better use of this idea of like these companies or you know across the world organizing like that would be something like Hyperledger, not a blockchain. Well, here's the difference because you can't operate. Low blow, if you didn't catch no, that. No, no, no. You can't operate with non-permissioned actors on Hyperledger. You can operate on Ethereum public blockchain with non-permission actors i don't think i i I think there i think as far as use cases go uh a permissioned environment is going to be more appropriate for what they're going to be doing with those smart contracts and who's going to have access to right but i mean it it depends it all depends on what your use case is and there are some agreed agreed there are you want the public to have more access to that Mm -hmm. stuff maybe hyperledger you'd need to build build some kind of complex portal into your network yeah that's something i don't think it supports today you know it's going to get to the point where blockchain itself is more than a blockchain it's the whole ecosystem you know it's it's not just the blockchain it's not the the, well, I mean, the it, algorithm that keeps the ledger secure it's with it's with it's ethereum. a freaking entire ecosystem well with of, ethereum that you know, that's that way today because yeah. it's it's the smart contract is usually just a few lines of solidity it's not very long in most cases it's not horrifically complex what's complex is the rest of what they call it the dap the decentralized application and and that is code that runs on machines that that call back and forth to the blockchain that act as oracles and you know send and receive things and manipulate the smart contracts on the blockchain. So you're right. I mean, it's not just about the blockchain; it's about all the interactive things. But I mean, that's like that I, now. Yeah, I, I I feel like it's becoming like not about blockchain at all with with that kind of use case. Now the blockchain just enforces that it enforces one small part of it. Sure. But I mean, in, in the case of a smart contract, it has to be the happens to be the vital part of it is what, but execution. L- let me let me ask you a question. What if you had a bunch of validated code that had to check against hashes that couldn't run on a network unless it validated against hashes on a public blockchain? Like, you know, what I'm saying you had like a bunch of smart contracts and stuff running an interoperability network effect of a system. Everything has to be validated before anything's going to run. It'll check the hash of the binary against the. Uh, yeah, that's a known called set. that's called having a witness, and now you're getting into the whole snarks thing. Right. Yeah. Well, but, and the but, other what thing I'm saying is, is you, then you don't you need trust, to write the smart contracts trust, on the blockchain. Can you trust you, you've just basically outlined what should be done in Ethereum from the very beginning. Well, hold on though. <laughs> let, let me let me ask this. Okay. Well, how do you, how can you trust you validated the code? Do you have a trusted execution environment you're running the code in? How do you know no, it's no, wait wait wait? Let me. How did we? How did we? validate the DAO code huh how did, how did we validate mean? the DAO it, it code it was a smart contract it's, that a, ran. Smart, it's a smart contract it was it open source it executed right? exactly right right but what I'm saying is you can have the program report it's not itself that could be a part of the function of the program is to report itself as something else yeah I'm not 
that, that's maybe a little bit over my head. Well, that's uh, what I'm saying is how do you trust the code that it's saying it's executed, the hash that it's producing is actually what's running. And that's why we have... In the remote environment. No, you, you, you watched that guy's presentation about snarks and about using a non-Turing complete language to do essentially what Ethereum is trying to do. Yeah, right? well, and you which, have this, which one is this? Yeah, Who was that guy? I don't remember his name. We post we posted it a while ago, but it was it was essentially saying you don't need a Turing complete language to do a lot of what Ethereum needs to do. Well, yeah, you don't need a Turing complete language. And so what you could do is if you don't need a Turing complete language, and you can basically use a system where you don't have to evaluate smart contracts on everybody's computer anymore. You de- you do what Tidwell was just saying. And you, you deal with hashes you, so and witnesses. You, pu- you and just publish proofs instead. Yeah. So you publish yeah. proofs, right? Yeah. Well, it, it depends. I mean, I don't know. Can can that cover all use cases? I don't know. I it, doubt it. Covers- I, I highly doubt. I bet you that doesn't cover all use cases. I bet you there's going to be some situations where you're going to need to do something like what you're talking See, about. But well, that's what that I'm without, use case without is a, not easy to find. Without, I'll tell you a, that. without a trusted execution <laughs> environment, because you, you, you can prove range proofs, uh, ZK snarks, you can prove something happened, right? But you can't prove that what happened is, is actually what happened in this instance. You know what I mean? You can prove that this was done over here, but you know you you can't prove that that's the thing you're looking at right now, the thing you're rewarding, or you know what I mean. That that's that's the issue I see with that because you can't you can't tie the execution of the code that's running to the proof of the code itself because you could just take other code and then you know use it to create the snark. Right. So what you have to do is we don't without getting into all the details. You you have to limit what uh, code you can be written. Oh, and, gotcha. So, so and, you limit the language such yes, that yes. you can't do that. Yes. Uh, <laughs> okay. I, okay. I, now no, I see where I, you're I, going. I, uh, I don't think so. I mean, you could you could probably just have. Uh, I mean, well, you couldn't do it with the Turing complete language because you'd be able to fake it out. Because yeah. you would do like you, you if you get fancy with right. the code, you can fake out, anything out. It turns out you can do a lot without having a Turing complete language. Like Turing complete languages, there's well, yeah, you know. You have things like inf- you have things like uh, purely re- recursive functions and that kind of thing you can't do and all that stuff. But I mean, a lot you can do a hell of a lot with you know snarks or whatever, whatever it is you implement. Like this whole definitive, you, know, you can do a hell of a lot without having to have. Well, Definity's Turing complete. Okay, well that's, that's yeah. straight. I mean, why why you have to execute a your smart contract on every node? You know, that's, it seems kind of... See, well, I mean, that's that's not the plan for Ethereum either. They're, they're going to do process sharding. I know, but that's... that's We talked about that last time. It's kind of yeah. moving yeah. away from being decentralized, right? So. Well, to a degree. I mean, it's all about trade-offs. But yeah, I mean, because, you know, well, is it, again, because you, you look at the graphs. I remember they, they put out all the graphs. Uh, um, the decentralized versus distributed. Because it can yeah. still be decentralized and be sharded yeah. with multiple. It's still decentralized. I, I, that's but you're not, thinking yeah. distributed. I don't really get. I don't everybody really get, runs everything. I don't get wrapped around the axle on that stuff because, I mean, the, the big thing with Ethereum with me is like, I mean, Vitalik himself said, there's going to be as much Ethereum as there needs to be, which is, I'm already out. I'm out, dude. I'm out. So, so, and you know? this is, this is the interesting thing because I've always seen this because this is the comparison that gets drawn is Bitcoin is to gold as Ethereum is to oil. Uh, you know, and it's not a perfect comparison because we're going <sighs> to run out of oil. But let's just say not oil, but energy. You know, say because you can harness from wind power, the sun or whatever. So let's say it's renewable energy resources. So, you you know, you're never going to truly run out of en- energy until 
you know, the entropy of the sun and all that jazz turns into a gas giant. By the time we're all, we're all dead anyway. So, um, but for all intents and purposes is there's an infinite amount of energy out there, right? So it's, you're always going to have more energy. Yeah. So, so that's, I think it's an accurate comparison versus Bitcoin, which there's a limited amount of quantity of gold in the ground, which that's not even an accurate allergy either, because you have meteorites floating around that have, you know, right. twice the earth's gold supply or, you know, asteroids. But yeah, so, so the, neither of these are great analogies, but I think for practical purposes, they work. Um, gold, it's, it's good as money because of the monetary properties of, of the atomic structure of gold. And and Ethereum isn't trying to replicate that. They're not trying to replicate the scarcity that for, is monetary. For that analogy to work, Ethereum would have to be controlling the amount of output of the sun or whatever. So, well, know. I mean, no. The, the, the I love that. Of, I love. I'm just going to start saying that. Well, it's not not the amount of the, the output of the sun. It's it's um it, it's it's how much we can harness to compromise so, Ethereum proof of stake. You need the power of two. Oh God! Suns. Don't. I, okay, that was bad. All right. Well, let, I think of it like this: is what they're doing is building more solar panels. So there's an infinite amount of solar energy coming in. But what they're doing when they're creating more ETH is building more solar powers to capture it and make it a real thing as usable energy. Uh, you know, it, God, this is getting yeah. such a complex analogy. I should have never started this, dude. I, I, I <laughs> gotta, you realized I we got to move. I on. spaced out way as soon as you said gas cloud, like your first sentence. I spaced whole, whole, whole out. I, I'm not is, able to follow this. Whole point. Okay, <laughs> let me let me just take it back in. The whole point is Ethereum is a machine. You're paying for the machine to do work that you want done. That's what it is. So it's like a car. You put gas in the tank of the yeah, car. Yeah. It like, does moves like AWS. Kind of. I, I, I can. I, I can buy. Theory, I can buy processing I'm, I'm power. Saying, I'm saying it's, it's much much simpler than that. Just think of like a car, right? Versus <laughs> versus money, any type of money you think. You know, that's Bitcoin. It is. Its purpose is to be money. Now, you know, you can buy gas with money. Yeah. And, and is 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 gas worth money? Yeah, totally is. You know, you can you can sell it and you can make money. But it, that's not its purpose. Its purpose is to run the machine. Yeah, I get it. I get it. So we should move on to because uh, we gotta wrap this up soon. Yeah. Oh let's, yeah. Uh, Sorry. So so let's go over the we deep dive on segue. Hey Chris, uh, you want to trade spots? Um, and and you take you take oh, control yeah, of, uh, we're there of already, my computer. Yeah. Okay. Sure. All right. And I'll just uh, switch like everything. So I need to make sure I turn All right. you up. All right. So, yeah, there's been a lot of comments about, oh, 
this is being done in secret. It's there. That's ridiculous. Like none of, no code Jeff Garzik would ever be associated with would ever be done in secret. That guy's an open source fanatic. Yeah, so all the code for Segwit2x is located at github.com slash btc1 slash Bitcoin. A.K.A. the new Reddit. Right, the new Reddit, yeah. All right, let's look at, so the branch is Segwit2x. So what we're, we're going to do is like sort of go through what the code looks like. Actually look at the patch. Um, so I think the easiest way to do that is sort of make, I can't make a pull request without logging in. You're sharing the screen, right? Yeah. I mean, it's pretty much he's just, um, browser. what I want to do. Crap. I mean, the camera's on, but they can't see it. Yeah. So I want to, I want to figure out how to make, uh, a pull request. But All right. Do I, I need to log in? Yeah. Cause I don't have my password manager. <sighs> That's what, one bad thing about password manager. That's not on your phone. No, I don't keep it on my phone. My phone's what, where in, do you keep secure. your password manager? I keep it in a very secure place. I on your where specifically? <laughs> on your can't on say. your Trezor? <laughs> I can't say. Okay, let me log in. So yeah, log in. And then what we'll do is we'll make a pull request against Bitcoin, uh, Bitcoin, Bitcoin, and that will show what the patch is going to look like. Like. What we're doing is we're emulating what we would do is we want to send all these changes to the core devs. Yeah, I got it. Oh, two-factor authentication. That's good. No, I mean, I don't remember passwords. I use a password manager to, to keep a really long password that is highly... It's high entropy. So it's like, so it's like, like, it, it gives you that random crate, like LastPass or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. But I use KeyPass. I use uh, something called KeyPass. KeyPass X. All right. Let's look at, let's look at what's in Segwit2x right yeah. now. I, uh, let's look at the pull request real quick. Let's see. Validation. Wait, hold oh, on. Hold on. I right, let me let me make sure we're viewing that. Uh, we're not. Let me see if I can do this upside down. I can. There you go. Okay. There you go. Okay. All right. So, hey, just make a pull request and do something crazy under my name. Okay. So we're gonna we're gonna merge against. I think he, he merged it off. I think he uh, branched it off at 14. Maybe 14. So explain, what is 14? I'm going to ask all the dumb questions. Like I know that's probably from Bitcoin Core, the latest version, but um, you can answer. I want to shoot random questions at you. Right. So 14 is the... Uh, Bitcoin, Bitcoin. There it is. Yeah. And this might actually have some code that isn't... That is actually course code, but we'll we'll take a look at take a look at that. Okay, let's see. Last change thirty four. What is M A S F? Where where are we looking? I saw M A S F. What does that stand for? I don't see what you're talking about. Hit back. Hit back. Why? This? Yeah. 
Okay, I did. No, you didn't. Nothing happened. <laughs> All right, there we go. All right, right there. Uh, where? I don't see it. All right. All right, whatever. Just keep going. I saw MASF. I just want to know what that stood for. Well, it would be minor activated soft fork, which doesn't exist. Actually, it does. But yeah. Okay, right. so MASF stands for minor activated soft fork. If yeah. it's there. Uh, it was. I, I saw it, but I don't know. I don't know what oh, it. this this macro? No, man. It said M A. All right, all right. Just, forget it. Track. Just keep going. Yeah. Okay. All right. So let's see. This might not. This might be an extra code that we don't want to look at because. Let me think about how to do this easier, so we don't have a lot of extra stuff that doesn't apply. Let me go back. Here. What's that? Actually, I know what we can do. We can do. We can go. We can look at closed pull requests that are already. Are, are you? All right. So. Okay. Let's look at this. All right. All right. Hard fork yeah. bit wipeout protection. Yeah. This that is a good. Cool. This is a good one to take a look at. Like in, Require large block. Yeah, that is a good one. Are some of these really big pull requests, or a lot of them no, small? They're very small. Okay. So like we can this. we can probably blow through a lot of them. Yeah. All right. Sure. Yeah, let's get, look at all five okay, files. Trying to get over there. A lot of these take a while to load because they have a lot of comments. Okay, what you can see here is this is a very important file, chainparams.cpp. And what this means is this is kind of where you put all your constants or your your things that your your chain parameters. Okay, so what he added here is he added a consensus parameter called BIP102, which is which is the actual hard fork itself. So this is the BIP 102 height delta. This means so 144 that times 90, so that's 90 days, right? Right. 144 blocks in a day that times equals, 90. Uh, 12,960 blocks. By BIP 102. Right. Height. So that's that's added to the activation. Right. W what is BIP 102? BIP 102 on, on is... The that's the hard fork. It's the hard fork to, to two, two megabytes. megabytes. Ah, so Luke Dash Jr. let that in. But no, no. Yeah, no, no. He created BIP one hundred two, assigned it BIP one hundred two. No, that's Jeff Garzik. Right, right, right. But yeah. Luke, Luke, let him do it. Is what he's saying. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. that was before uh, they stopped taking calls from uh, Gavin and those guys. Okay. So, okay. <laughs> I'm just trying to make sure because you said that you're kind of butt her over. Well, no, they, 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 let, they, they let Garzik's initial okay. one go in, but they didn't let adaptive block size. Okay. Go. No, I'm, I'm interested. Okay. Thanks. Okay. So there's a header file for consensus as well. And he was—he's was, he was taken out. He had some—he had stubbed. Just, just to be clear here. for the people who aren't used to looking at, you know, Git and GitHub and stuff like that, the red is things that have been taken out of the file. The green is additions. Right. So he also removed uh, a flag uh, for the Segwit seasoned flag, and he uh, removed this section and just put in return return the flag. All right, that's not really that important. I mean, it is, it is, but it's not for this discussion. It's not very interesting. Okay, so he also put in params.h. He just uh, declared that there's going to be this thing called BIP102 height delta. Okay, here is let's see minor tests. We put in minor tests for assembling the block. Uh, so this boost check does that. It it's a macro for the boost uh, library set of libraries for C++. And let's see here. What is interesting about this? Okay, here we go. Validation.cpp. So if you if you ever looked at Bitcoin uh, core code in the past, uh, validation.cpp 
uh, was is the new name for what used to be called main.cpp. So if you're a C++ person, that's where you would basically put a lot of your driver code, a lot of your code that would be like... What happened your, to main CP? Or what happened to main? It was renamed to validation. Really? Yeah. Oh, what version did they do that? In? Uh, like 14. Okay, I was about to say, because so the last 13. time I uh, last time I looked at Bitcoin code, it was still main. Yeah, okay. it's called validation now. So um, over here in is witness seasoned. Okay, this is where we actually go in and see if witness, if the, uh, if if we have enough blocks being signaled to make SegWit be what we call seasoned or like... What's the differentiator between seasoned and activated? Well, activated, it was... So to get to the locked in period, that's when you're seasoned. Okay. Okay. So that's when it's locked in and going to activate, but not yet active. Right. All right. So let's see here. So what we're doing is essentially we're getting the... He's He added this... He changed this line where you get your parent and you get, so you get your parent's height and you subtract that 12,960 blocks from that, right? And so that sets your index for the buffer. So you just basically, you're memoizing or you're, you're basically squirreling off the fact that this is the state of the chain at that point. All right. Let's so so hold on. So because uh, you said seasoned uh, versus active, so locked in versus active for the purposes of uh, people listening, isn't that the same for Segwit two X? It will the 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 second it locks in, doesn't it become active or no. is there okay? No. So so when is when is the the actual is how many blocks is it? Three hundred and thirty six. That's right, three hundred thirty six blocks. That yeah. just changed recently, didn't it? Like like last um, week. Yeah, they were adjusting. Because they have to beat this UA, they have to beat the UASF, right? right? So as time goes on, they're like have less and less time. All right. So what we're looking at here is we have that same thing that we set up here, the p index for buffer thing. Um, that then is compared because what we're trying to do is we're trying to do uh, we're trying to look back to see if we've gone through the second activation period, and if we have, uh, this isn't good because I have to like scroll to the right here but let me do that how do you uh do, I do that come on man two fingers whoa oh, whoa three uh, finger man dude three fingers dude Ugh. dude are you serious I you use don't, a, I don't use a touch come on like man that. two oh, okay. fingers I gotcha I gotcha sorry guys your wife is like sorry guys. Oh, you can't do anything <laughs> take that back all right I so, figured out what I did wrong with the copay wallet too what? I was just scanning the QR code. I didn't hit the join wallet thing. So I was just scanning the QR code and expecting it to automatically join the wallet, and it didn't. Come but, on, guys. Uh, no, it's an amateur hour. Y'all are killing so, me. Okay, so essentially what we're doing is we're seeing if SegWit is seasoned, okay? And if it is, then we can take this action. This action being, you know, set the, set the, the, the index of the, uh, your parent to the P index last season, right? So we're basically saying we're getting all set up to to basically go forward with with the the hard fork. All right. So let's see. Okay, this is where the money shot is right here. Okay. So first block at fork must be large. Okay. So this is where we get that wipeout protection. This is that pull request, right? So let's back up a little bit for so, anybody listening. Uh, so wipeout protection is when you do have a hard fork or uh, or a soft fork for that matter, 
one chain can reorg back into the other. So at the moment of a hard fork, uh, the chain continues on. But if if it's a hard fork condition that actually creates the hard fork, so if it's a loosening of the rules, then it may not necessarily um, the first block that comes on may not activate those rules. So you could be in this semi weird state where it is half forked and half not until until you actually have an event that's a forking event. So yeah. what 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 uh, Chris is explaining here is they're forcing at the time of the fork a forking event that distinctly separates the chains and they are no longer the same chain once that happens. Hey, Chris, uh, yesterday you said, hey, we have a way we're going to make sure it's way, you know, over one megabyte for sure. Yeah, this is it. Um, What what is, can you, are are you going to go into exactly how that's going to happen? Yeah, let me back up a second because I, I did see something wrong. I just realized. So this flag, this SegWit seasoned flag, what this really means is have we have do we have ninety days past SegWit activation? So so that's I, so I, that that's what the definition yeah. of season means yeah. is seg, the de, the delta has passed right. Okay, so so that means you're, it's now eligible to go for the hard fork. So. Right, because okay. we're setting this flag called uh, BIP one hundred two first block. This should this should be the twelve thousand nine hundred sixty first block past SegWit. Okay, so. Which again is is ninety times one forty four. Yeah, so there's one hundred forty four blocks in a day, about. So what we're gonna do is we're gonna check this flag to see if the if we're you know past that, and if we are, we're gonna go ahead and look to see if the block is actually greater than one meg. Okay, so that's what like serialized size. You know, we're basically gonna what serialization means is we're just gonna basically we're just basically gonna write it out write out the block in binary and see if every byte, if there's uh, more than 1 million bytes. If there is, we're good. If there isn't, we're basically going to send a log error that says reject invalid block, bad block length, too small. Right? That'll show up in the full nodes uh, log. So at the time, anything running this version of the software, which will be 80% of the miners presumably, uh, they will orphan any block that is less than one megabyte. Correct. And and only for this block, right? So so yeah. it's if so it's only on the the split block is the only one where they're forcing a minimum cap. Right. So that gives you some very powerful uh, tools in your tool chest right, yeah. because if you know exactly which block it's going to be, um, you get a lot of you basically can say okay, well, uh, <laughs> you know. We know this is a special block, so um, if my transaction is in that block, you know, okay, you're going to want to wait two, two confirmations, for example, or six confirmations or whatever. So people do say, okay, I'm, you know, I'm going to be either zero confirmations because I just sell a coffee or maybe I just do one confirmation. If I know what block it's going to be, I'm going to be like, okay, for that, you know, I could put special rules in my merchant processing, for example, or, you know, if... If you're paying me, I'm going to be like, oh, wait, hold on. We're close to the cut over here, right? So it gives people a lot more power there. So that is that pull request. Um, that is probably the majority of what's going on. There are some other changes in other pull requests that we didn't get into. But, you know, is there is there anything in here that you guys want to you, look at? Is there any double spend protection in here for if if there happens to be a minority fork? 
Like oh, like a uh, yeah. reorg re- re- No, no, re- I'm replay. talking about like replay attack. Replay, that's, what, yeah. that's a wipeout. That's well, a wipeout. Well, okay. I, I don't know. I, I would classify wipeout as a reorg, but I would say if the other chain is there and they have the same address on both chains oh. and they provide uh, yeah, a like signature the, the sending same, to another yeah. address, it can be replayed on the other chain. Yeah, like, in a it, nutshell, like ETH and ETC. Yeah. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I, 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 I got my wires crossed there. Okay. Um, no. Okay. Nothing like that. <laughs> so, right. so what do you, I mean, we didn't really, we've never really talked about, wait, have we talked about replay protection or what's going to happen so, with replay attacks? The, the one thing I remember, actually, I think that actually came up uh, in in, in It came Jihan's, up last night in Jihan's hard fork. Oh. Yeah, in Jihan's hard fork, I think he, they, what they've done is they, they created uh, a nifty little way of resolving replay attack is they, they, they added a bit to something in the signature. And just because of that, it becomes completely invalid on the other chain because it's a hard fork. You can do that. I don't know. I remember thinking that was very interesting. Right. So you can see how bloody small this patch is going to be. There are What other... are you, British? I am British. So is Satoshi. He said bloody a lot. So there you go. Like, in good company. <laughs> <laughs> you can see this is this from James Hilliard. It was, it was closed. It was not merged. Oh, wait. Yeah, it was not merged. Yeah. So what you can do is you can kind of see like what we're going for is a very, very small amount of changes to um, to the overall uh, changes to, you know, to what you're running now or to what the miners are running. So, you know, the, the risk is very small. Um, anything else you want to look at? Let's see what we got here. Uh, we should probably uh, look at the ones that were merged because right. the other ones yeah, are- don't really matter much. Remove flag day activation. Add explanation and Gox coin retrieval. Oh my god! That's hilarious. <laughs> See, Bitcoin, Bitcoin error log, of course. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> it was merged too. No, it was not merged. Oh, what's, what's no, up the check? No, no, the it? red, the, red it, uh, uh, the blue is merged. Oh, okay, I got you. Uh, Bitcoin error log. That's awesome. Yeah, I'm glad. I'm glad you're trying to control. Hey, can you open up Bitcoin error logs? Uh, here's one of my. Uh, here's one of my failed pull requests. One of my changes right here all right well i guess we're not we can look at one of my changes i know a lot about all right that. <laughs> okay um, yeah when you're in the testnet see, 5 thing is, i remember this is, that. this is me right here um so what i did is there's going to be a new testnet and it's called testnet 5 and this thing changes it so what we're building in you know our branch we're calling it segwit 2x and um fix some tests and uh in the chain params we uh, define some new uh, constants for our new testnet, and there, there's a lot of changes. Oh, these, these are changes for testnet what, five. Yeah. What kind okay. of constants do you need to come up with? Uh, just like random. Actually, um, a lot. Thank you for asking. Um, I actually invented this thing right here. So every every message on the P2P network has to be identified by a by a four byte number. And um, they're just like, I go ahead and make up a number. And I'm like, ooh, I get to make up stuff. <laughs> and uh, what am I going to make up? I'm going to call it, am I going to make it be dead beef or something like that? So what does that equal to as far um, as ASCII? Or- so, okay, so what I did is I took testnet5, the string, and I converted it to hex. And then I, I modded it with, or mo- you know, sent it through the modulus operator to, uh, to uh, FFFFF, you know, four basically four bytes of Fs or ones, and uh, that's that's how I came up with uh, with this. 
So, because it was essentially arbitrary, I could make up whatever I wanted. Also came up with the, the new port, which is interesting. And I came up with some of these new hashes. So I built the chain from scratch, handcrafted the new chain from scratch. Brand so, new shiny so are testnet. You, are, are you the Satoshi equivalent to Testnet 5? Testnet 5 Satoshi. I yeah, my, I So where's the Genesis block for Testnet 5? I did reuse the Genesis block, the same Genesis block as Testnet 3. So and it's a chain I, split. So it's a chain split. <laughs> but, not, but not at the Genesis block. I chain split it at block 10,000. Oh. So I chose that number 10,000 because I wanted to keep some of Gavin's uh, really cool tests. Oh, he did a first. bunch of initial. Yeah. yeah, he did a bunch of cool tests in the initial 10,000 blocks. Or less than that. I just chose 10,000. It's a good round number. And so that's it for, for that. Um, did you guys want to see anything else? Yeah, well, I mean... I want to see Bitcoin error logs pull request, dang it. Okay, let's do that. Let's go back. What was misspelled? No, that's he why... Said, that's he why, said why, Gox. Why, he said Gox in there. <laughs> that's why it got closed, because he had a misspelling. That's, dude, don't hard click. Don't hard click. I'm sorry. God, Jeez. Dude. All right, let's look at the Bitcoin error log. Not everybody Mac. uses a Mac. <laughs> Soft I, I use a Mac. Uh, okay, not everybody uses a, the the new Mac trackpad. I don't like the trackpad. I'm not. I'm more of like a. All right, a check mouse it out. Person. Don't hard click. You got I this. I didn't, but it still won't go. Oh, now it'll go. Okay, good. All right, I've updated the readme to include brief summary of fork details. Recent recent order of Judge Jiminy Cricket to undo the goxing in the first Bitcoin fork. No, just click on files change. I know I'm reading his thing. Relax, <laughs> I'm, dude. I'm, I'm so impatient. Funny, doing your past Vitalik impression, Knack. Uh, that's from Brian Hoffman. Cool. Yeah. So let's go. Oh, who, who else? Who else commented on this? Buck do Rod not do not send Gox coins to Silver. We should send the funds as anyone can spend. You know they will get to the right places. Then. It's hilarious how many like when you announce a hard fork, people are like, "Oh, well, let's do this." Well, let's, uh, yeah. <laughs> well, well we, we got, change all the rules. Well, let's, we got uh, it open. Why don't we change the upper limit? All right, uh, so let's this see. isn't. Oh, we just changed the read. Yeah, yeah was, he was, changed the read. I was hoping. I was Undo hoping the for the Yeah, <laughs> that's lame. Well, he that's what that's he's what known he does. For. That's he's what he does because he he ends up he ends up it gets committed and and he becomes a core contributor to whatever project, even though he hasn't coded anything. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm satisfied. Yeah. So, um, so the what, up, no, what else we got here? Just well, we got, go back to um, lists. we've got the stuff in connect block, which is kind of important, I think. Ooh, what's that? I'm on the familiar connect block. Yeah. Let me get, let me find out this stuff here. Um, cleaning up testnet, segue to block deployment. Oh, that was, uh, that was Justin. Let's see. Merged. Let's look at this one. This one got merged. Just James Hilliard got merged. Oh, the, the BIP91. Yeah, that's important. Yeah. So, come on. come on. As far as I remember. Okay. So he modified. BIP91 is what allows them to activate SegWit with 80% threshold versus the 95 in BIP141. You can kind of see how people, you know, put their comments in here about about the BIP in general here. Um, this one got a lot of, oh, this Keck coin guy. Yeah, this one got a lot of uh, attention. There's also, let's look at the actual Where's files. the one that Luke Jr. spammed? Oh, that was like the one of the first ones. 
that changed a little bit. Let's see. I'm trying to get to this. Okay, there we go. All right. Let's see. Okay, so he's writing a BIP91 test Python code. All right. Change the state. I'm sorry, who, whose pull request was this? James Hilliard. Okay. And, and there's some controversy about him. Some people were saying, I wish James Hilliard never did something because Segwit would have died on its face. Is that true? <laughs> Maybe. That people were saying that? Maybe. Do, um, do you agree uh, with any of that? No, I no, I don't. So, I don't so, know. Okay, here's the, here's the money right here. So, chain params, back in chain params. A lot of the consensus stuff lives here. And if you ever see a V, what that means is that's an array. That's a vector or an array. Because it has magnitude and direction. Velocity. Yeah. Okay. Velocity and direction? No. Wait, what? Velocity no, is... No. is no, I, I'm, no I, I, I'm, I'm playing off the ever seen that it's movie. It's a vector, uh, Victor. You ever seen the, the movie? Uh, Airplane? No, what's no. what's the Pixar? Or yeah, that movie with uh, Steve Carell where he's like, uh, to the moon. They yeah. say velocity anyway. would. Anyway, the bad uh, guy's name was Vector because he had magnitude and direction. Anyway, <laughs> um, so here's where that 336 blocks comes in. And this is the uh, the flag for overriding minor confirmation window. And so what this means is that um, is that here's the, the window that you're going to look back and see if you have 80% signaling for Segwit 2x, right? And um, here's the one where you actually say, do you have 269? So it turns out that I'm no math genius, but it turns out that 269 divided by 336 is about 80%. So. Okay, okay. Okay. So so hold on this. So the override <laughs> minor <laughs> override minor confirmation window, uh what is the normal? Is one thousand? Uh it's normally two hundred two thousand sixteen blocks. Okay, two thousand sixteen is the normal minor confirmation yeah. window. Okay. So that's what that is. And that's the whole BIP ninety one stuff essentially. So we can kind of get to eighty percent and not have to get to ninety five percent, if you guys remember. Yeah. All right. Well, yeah. Well, right now, Segwit2x isn't even at 95%. It's funny. No proposals come anywhere near 95% consensus yeah. among miners. That just has not. I don't think it's ever going to yeah, happen. Yeah, except like, that, like right now. No. no, I mean, it's it's not even that close to 95 yet. I mean, it's it's close to 90, but. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm just saying it's like the closest. Oh, I've ever yeah. Seen it's, it's the closest, but yeah. I mean, still, 95 is like a ridiculously high bar for something. What were we saying the other day? Uh, Scott had something interesting to say about the 95% government. Yeah, governance. yeah, yeah. You would never get anything done. I yeah. mean, the whole thing would fall apart. Cause <laughs> so I or or what he said was, if you make it too high, you'll end up with two. That's what he said. You'll end up with two. You'll end up with a split. Yeah, you'll end up with a split because yeah. neither one can make the decision. You know, So you'll end up with two different 45% camps. <laughs> right. So a lot of some of this other stuff right here is just checking to see if certain version bits are set. So you remember that Segwit2x is bit one and bit four, yeah. Um, and um, that's that's in so the version. To explain field those, in- hold on. To explain those to our audience, because uh, I don't know if they watch every show, they should. But uh, bit bit one is the actual bit one forty one Segwit. Uh, that's the bit you flip in the BIP nine, which uh, is the signaling apparatus uh, for what your intent is. So that's bit one, and and bit one incidentally satisfies the UASF condition. So the bit one ensures that this is compatible with UASF. So the other one is bit four. That's the fourth bit, 
and it is, it, this one gets flipped. This one is only for SegWit 2X, which indicates that you are, in fact, signaling for the 2X version of SegWit, not just ordinary SegWit. Right. So you can see how that flag for SegWit is get, gets turned on if if these version bit states are, are either SegWit 2X or SegWit. So remember, SegWit 2X is bit 4, and, and then SegWit is bit 1. So, boom, you get that F SegWit SegBit turned on. Then, so where, yeah, where's where does it orphan the blocks from non-active? That this it pretty much in here. Okay. Okay. So, uh, this is a a function or method in this case to check if SegWit is locked in, which means that you've reached that two hundred and sixty-nine of three hundred and thirty-six blocks. And if it is, basically, he's removing that, and yeah, he's, he's going to replace he's going to replace it with uh, something later. Um. This is period. Oh yeah, this is in version bits itself. So that whole version bit state function up here, mm -hmm. that's this stuff right here, this period thing. And that says, hey, um, in Bitcoin Core, there's something called deployments where you can have, you know, in BIP9, you can have you can have any number. It turns out you can have 29 uh, separate hard or soft forks going at any one particular time. That's that array. Remember, uh, dang it, I keep doing that. That's that array of deployments that you can you can have. So we have various deployments going on right now. We have uh, SegWit itself. We have we in the past we've had check sequence verify. We've had check lock time verify. So that's what that is. And that's are those much it. are those the only active bits right now? Is you know one and four because everything well, else it depends I mean, on who you ask. Well, yeah. And officially like, in Bitcoin Core, there's only one there's only one deployment, um, and that's SegWit that's yeah. active, and that's Bit One. But you know we introduced Bit Four too. Which uh, bit did uh, check sequence verify? Or do you zero. remember zero? It's Bit Zero. Yep, because it's zero based. So, and uh, that's pretty much it for James Hilliard. Yeah, that's pretty cool. So that all at one time. It, so, it handles so, the signaling uh, conflict between UASF and Segwit2x, and it, it, it restructures everything to include orphaning of uh, once the 80% thresholds reach. That's exactly, pretty cool. Exactly, yep. If you build a block and it doesn't have bit one signaling, you'll can, be orphaned. Can you give me some background on who James Hilliard is? No, because I really don't know. Okay, I was just curious if, if... I didn't know if he worked for a certain company or if he... Um, has some background with core development. That's what I was really curious about. I mean, I know, I guess we can look at his GitHub, but I was wondering, do we know what company he's working for? Or, no, like, because I, I typically think of Segwit2x, there's, it's kind of company sponsored development, would you say? Yeah. It's, so uh, I was mainly... wondering if James Hilliard uh, had a company that was prompting him to help commit code and stuff. Yeah, I don't, I don't know for sure. So who all are you working with from like uh from BitGo? Um Mike Belshi, who's the CEO. And uh I think that's about it. I mean, I'm Jamie Jameson Jameson. Jameson Lop. I mean, well. I think he might have been on one of the calls, but I don't know for sure. It's but definitely because you know, Jameson's always he you know, he seems like he would be very much opposed to this. I it mean, does, yeah. That's yeah. why I'm kinda thinking, was he on one of the calls or not? I definitely been Davenport too. I would bet he's very opposed to this as well. He's very outspoken. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm kind of outspoken on my. I don't really like. I'm not into soft forks at all. Yeah. So. Yeah. I, I'm in. I'm into soft forks. That's when why they don't. They don't change anything. 
economic. Somebody on Reddit <laughs> was just calling us out and saying, you know, BitPay uses Copay and they don't they don't even support Segwit. And then, but you guys are supporting Segwit 2x. I'm like, no, I don't support Segwit 2x. <laughs> no, I don't. I'm doing it because I'm getting paid to do it. And uh, but I don't I don't support Segwit as a software. The so only thing I, I not, like, there's I'm, only one thing I like about Segwit as a software. The only thing I like is due to the the opt in nature of it, and you can continue to use the old transaction, and it lets you ease things into adoption versus just have a flag day cut off. And if your software is not ready, oh well, it's like <laughs> we'll get your software ready. Then. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, that's the only thing that I I, I like about it. The, other than that, I'm I'm not a fan. Um, and with that, I guess uh, I think that the. Uh, the code review was any value at all? Because I, I, I thought it was very cool. I got a lot out of it just to okay. be able to see, you know. Because I mean, I, I go in and poke around, but you know, just to actually hear you explain it, because otherwise you don't have any context for the variables, or you know. Yeah, because <laughs> I, I toy with uh, going into the deep, because I glossed over a whole lot. You like, we didn't go through all the logic, but I, I don't think that might be. I think that was a, I think that was an appropriate level because honestly, most people, even myself included, it, it almost gets to the point where. I mean, we care, but we we don't care that much. Like, yeah. like, just make it work, man. Come on. What you know, I, I do, you know, just what I want to show is it's not it's not that complicated. Oh well, yeah, yeah. It's it's definitely not. I mean, the code's sparse enough, and it's it's pretty easily readable. You know, you just have to understand what the variables and and functions mean. <laughs> I, I think it's crazy how much people take for granted, though, that this will just work. Like like all this, you know, Bitcoin and Ethereum, everything just works. Oh yeah, yeah. The coders, we, I want it, like a lot of people just want to understand at a high level, and just be like, oh yeah, and everything I learned at a high level is a hundred percent true, and there's no bugs. Well, and, this you know. is it's a very <laughs> simple change, but you saw there's a bunch of different lines in a bunch of different places, and you remove <laughs> this and add that. You know what I mean? But still, it's about as as simple of a patch as you can make uh, intentionally. So it's supposed and to just be. Think uh, if you do if you make. Mess up one mundane detail, you could cost thirty-four billion billions of dollars. Well, worth of, of dollars. well here, here's the no cool pressure. Part. <laughs> here, here, here's the cool part: you have a lot of people doing QA for you. <laughs> yeah. So uh, on main chain, so you know, so you, you have a lot of. If if there's a bug, at least we'll find it. Right? Well, we'll find it quickly. Yeah. <laughs> so there's a lot of tests before it even goes. There's a lot of testing. Sure, like like you were saying earlier. Yeah. All right. Well. I uh I think the nonce has been found. Our blocks have been coded. And Segwit 2X has been rolled out. Nice. Thanks for propagating, everybody. Bye.